0: what's going on gang and welcome back to scared of normal we're sitting down with jabe jones today and pretty freaking excited about this one man yeah me um, too yeah welcome to the roastery we're stoked that you're here hyped hell yeah you guys got a six spot thanks dude yeah it's uh it's cool you're actually our second guest so congratulations yes. this is pretty cool I'm
1: stoked to be a part of the origin story hell yeah dude <laughs>
0: um i guess let's get started with like what are you doing out here in Colorado?
1: Um, so my girlfriend actually lives out here and she's like a flight attendant and so I get to fly for free and I get to like come out here and you guys have some of the best parks ever. So I always love coming out here and hanging out with the homies and meeting new people. Hell Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah All right. we're pretty yeah. spoiled out here man like the Dude, amount of concrete you have no skate idea. parks <laughs> yeah i have no idea like every time i look like i was just in connecticut actually and i was like looking for skate parks and i was like oh my gosh Dude, and, like, so far and in between yeah
1: i think you guys have like 150 skate parks within like a 50 mile like radius or Insanity. something like that and like florida has like 20 like, yeah <laughs> within like, a 20 minute
2: drive we have but, more like skate three parks hours in the apart whole state. yeah yeah yeah. Well, let's back up real quick. Can you uh, introduce yourself and then give us a little bit of a background on who you are and what you do? Who is Jabe Jones? Oh, I
1: am Jabe Jones, and I am a AM rider for Shadow Cerbrosa, and then I ride for a jewelry company called Clocks and Colors, also. And yeah, I like riding a bike, and
2: and this is BMX and as well. BMX, yeah. yeah. So
1: like, so yeah, I just. I'm an am rider for those two companies and I like traveling the world, just cruise my bike, filming with my friends.
2: All right. All that good stuff. Sick and then obviously Florida's home for you. Florida is home for me.
1: Uh, Orlando specifically. Been there my whole life. Um, central Florida specifically. So uh, like Altamont, Popka area. Heck yeah. All that stuff. So. how do you
0: feel over the last few years that Florida's becoming more popular than it's ever been?
1: uh i mean in what in a good
3: way
2: or in a, a i think in a good, i
0: mean i see a lot of people are moving to florida like well, the last is it like years. a florida
2: man kind of thing or are you talking like <laughs> i mean BMX there's that too but like just overall like i
0: saw the other day that there's like 1500 people a day moving to florida or something like that that's because of the mouse yeah that's because of the mickey mouse oh yeah <laughs> i always forget that's down there <laughs>
1: um i mean i i, I always love florida i mean i don't I see why people want to move down there because, like, A, it's cheaper than most places in the world for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's definitely hot as fuck, but, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice, man. Like, I don't think I see myself living anywhere else. I think Denver was the only other place that I was like, yeah. this place is awesome. I would move here if, like, half my friends lived here probably. Totally. But, like, yeah. it's, like... Florida is just yeah. Well, it, they'll guys, always be home. You guys have a, an
0: awesome scene down there too, which I'm sure really helps yeah. with like why it's so yeah. cool.
1: There's been some good people that have came out of Florida, like yeah. some insane people. So,
0: what's your uh, what's your local skate park down there?
1: Um, I usually ride. I ride OSP a lot, which is uh, Orlando Skate Park. It's in downtown. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, I kind of bounce around all over the place. Like like you said, like Florida doesn't have that many skate parks, so yep. like. Things are usually like thirty minutes apart, so I kind of I if I I mostly ride street, you know, but like between like going to like my friends backyard ramps and OSP yeah. and some other places, like I probably ride OSP the most. That's far as yeah. skate parks go.
0: Yeah, I guess let's talk about the backyard ramps because those things look insane. It seems like yeah. everybody down there has a backyard ramp. So yeah,
1: yeah. So um, well, at first I like Big Boy. Big Boy bought a house. Uh, Big Boy's Big Boy's uh. My homie that does YouTube, yep. he moved here from New Jersey like uh, like three years ago. Uh, bought a house and was like on build the ramp, and so we did it. And then we ended up getting a deal with Skate Light and Skate Lighted the whole thing. Damn. And uh, it is like it's a it's a cool little like it's a he's got like a like a tiny box jump and a sub box and a wall ride and all this stuff, but it's all super condensed and like you have to think pretty fast. But that's, like, we always say that that's more, like, the yard that you can go and do tricks at because, like, everything's more spread out and yeah. simple. And then you have Trey's ramp, my Dude. brother. And Trey literally was, like, I want to build this ramp to where just riding it is like doing a trick. Like, if you can just ride the ramp <laughs> in general, like, you, you just did a trick.
0: That's. I mean, I've never ridden it, but that's how it looks. I was talking yeah. to Sam Tight. from Shadow, and he was down there recently, and he was, like, yeah. Dude, you got to get down there and ride those ramps. Dude, like,
1: anytime, like hit us up. It
0: is. Dude, I don't know if I could. Like, it looks. It's so good. hard. It, it looks fun. It's but.
1: scary looking, but like once you figure out, like it's one of those ramps where you're like, okay, I have to go there, go there, go there. Okay, okay go. And then then That's like so then cool. you have to plan it all out because it's like a pool. We always say it's kind of like riding a pool. And yeah, then, like, just because quick ramp. transition and super like, everything's tight. tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, you guys make those things. Yeah, look Trey. Way too I good. mean,
1: Trey's built both those ramps, and he's super good at building ramps yeah so. a What's
0: it was it trey's ramp
3: or big boy's ramp where they dropped in on the truck was that big boys
1: dropped in. oh no no no! that was so big boy big boy actually owns a property yeah. um out in like the countryside um and we built a bunch of concrete stuff out there within mm. the past like two years and that was day uh my buddy dave mcdermott he used to ride for uh scavenger and animal uh, he was going down the sub box on his truck was, or whatever. Yeah. Oh you guys got I just pulled put, that up. on put, put Instagram, the clip. Yeah. put the clip in here. I was so dude, like, ripped the bed off. I thought he was gonna destroy the sub box. I was like, oh, my God, that's insane, dude. <laughs> that's that, is that, that weirdo that, world. Is where yeah, that's that, that's it? weirdo okay. world. So that's that's big boys. Uh, that's big boys' property, and we like done so many YouTube videos out there and stuff. But like, we did it to where like. Uh, he just uh, sells merch on his uh, YouTube channel and like so like every single ramp out there is literally from people just like buying shirts and contributing to the, to oh, the yard so and rad. stuff and Damn. it's so sick but uh, we just got some uh, a bunch of free wood from this skate park called uh, Stone Edge that's closing down so we're going to build a bunch of other cool, like, wood shit out there. So, oh, that's going to be Because we, we ran into some stuff with, like, the, um, like the city with, like, <laughs> building things like permitted permit and stuff and like that. And stuff. And so they're like, just don't build anything new. Mm. So we're like, oh, we'll do wood, maybe. That so would be better. <laughs> so. but, oh, yeah, so. that's
0: tough, man. Yeah, dealing with but the cities it. and permitting and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: But. It's funny that, like, riding in Florida, like, we're always like, we don't have anything. We don't have anything. And then, like, people will come into town, like, from out of town, and we're like, oh, like, They took them all these spots, like, I guess we do have some stuff Mm -hmm. here. Like, because sometimes it takes people that don't ride it all the time to come and show you shit. Give you that 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 perspective. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, even
0: just, like, the backyard ramp thing. Like, we live in Colorado. Like, that doesn't really exist here because we have so many skate parks, right? Like, there's a few that have popped up over the years. But, like nothing that's like extremely notable like what yeah. you guys have so it's yeah it's funny to just see those differences so
3: and i i was gonna say like i see it in mountain biking all the time like the more spots there is the more spread out the scene is where mm-hmm. i think you guys have such a cool thing it's like yeah you have you know these backyard ramps popping up you are doing these diy spots and mm-hmm. i think it curates a very tight scene yeah which i feel like colorado lacks at times because mm-hmm. there's you know 150 skate parks, everyone's kind of in their everyone's own. It's like two out, or yeah. you know, five riders, and you don't have those like big days where it's like there's you know, like 10 people at the skate park. It's yeah, yeah, there's so many skate parks to go to. You guys yeah, our are scenes are so kind of much
0: more spread out. Like you go to you know, Boulder Skate Park, there's a little bit of a scene there, but everywhere else, there's yeah. like our D Park or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, But for the most part, like the scenes are so segmented because of yeah. the you know, amount of stuff we have to
2: ride. Yeah, it's so, the micro cultures around, yeah but do you see this uh with all having those kind of different backyard kind of vibes and stuff stuff that you're not going to see like at your everyday skate park right do you see that like building so much better for like filming and that kind of stuff and projects or is it more just like um this is dope to ride and
1: i mean trey's filmed a couple things on his ramp um Big boys filmed a couple things on his ramp. I mean, it's not like, I mean, we've we've filmed so many YouTube videos and so many Instagram clips on stuff that it's like, it's not really anything that like, we can like film. Cl- I mean, we could. Like, yeah, we could there's definitely yeah. gnarly shit that, in the backyard that we've always talked about.
0: Yeah. It's like, hard, I feel like, when you are creating content for like Instagram and YouTube, then to back that up with a gnarly yeah, clip on and, the Yeah, because you
1: want to get clips for that and then you're just like, oh, damn, like what is actually like. A clip, clip, totally. like in the backyard. So, yeah. but it, uh, there's definitely some things we've looked at that we want to do. But I mean, Trey got some really cool clips for Colt. Um, another Colt video that's coming out. Um, Big Boy's been filming. So we're doing a full length video, like oh, all of our homies. So, oh hell yeah! So we've been filming, Is it just like a, a Florida cool scene type. Video? Yeah, so it's gonna be uh, me, Trey, Big Boy, and Marcel and Dave. Cool. So oh, we're I'm all excited gonna, for so, that. But like, it's funny because like. Uh, it's like the first ever full full length we ever did together oh wow so we're like we're gonna give it like over a year like we're definitely gonna wait like over a year and make it like a legit full length like video that's so so cool that's huge it's
2: it's rad to see more of those like coming back because like growing up i remember watching a lot longer videos and stuff and now with the social media and everything and our attention spans you see more of these like 30 second clips 2 minute edits reels TikToks. everything tiktoks <laughs> you see the dances you know yeah. so but yeah it's it's rad to see people talking about that cuz in the mountain bike industry people are talking about yeah let's put together a 45 minute 50 minute mm-hmm. video you know and it's i think that it speaks to a certain level if you can keep the viewer's attention mm-hmm. over that period with bangers and with just like sick clips yep. sick riding and stuff and as opposed to something that's like holy shit this thing is an hour long and yeah i mean I for
0: just... me like i prefer the longer format stuff and like when it is a good video like you know the fast and loose pullback or die mm-hmm. like that's what 50 minutes long or something yeah. and like you get to the end of it and you're just like i want more of that yeah you know. know like you want yeah. it to be two mm-hmm. hours long mm-hmm. like so for you like do you prefer like the longer stuff or like the web videos or are you impartial
1: um... I I like it all. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I've, I mean, I'm, we're talking my era, my era of BMX, like my, my etnies forward is talk is cheap and what can go wrong. Like that's my like first videos I have ever watched were those videos. And so like I hold a specific place in my heart for full length videos, but I know like a lot of new writing, it's all about reels. It's all about getting Instagram clips, all about being relevant, like all about that. But I definitely hold a higher standard for like edits and like, I mean, like I did like some of the source battle, the brand stuff, like mm-hmm. doing trips like that was really cool. Like doing edits like that is really cool. But I definitely like, I mean, I don't know. Like it, I, I, I feel like you have to be well versed in everything nowadays, like to be relevant, yeah like, which is like,
0: it's such a tough thing to battle. Cause like a decade ago that didn't exist. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, having to balance, Uh, like, being a good, like, contest writer and then also being, like, a good film writer and then, like, be able to produce the Instagram clips. definitely
1: takes more, like, mental, like... Work to yeah. think of like, is this really an Instagram clip or is this an actual clip mm-hmm. or this is this an edit clip? Totally. Or is this a homie? Oh uh, yeah, homey, which, like, which bucket to drop yeah, it like in. to yeah. drop it into? Because like, I mean, everyone has their standards of their clip, but it's like you got to be smart and be like, okay, I already have this many clips that are like this in this video. I should probably put it towards this, or yeah. you know, I already filmed so many clips like this. I should just save it and just post it on Instagram one day. Like, or, it's or too like, much of a banger. It's, it's so true. it's ridiculous how it's much a game like, Kind to of. it now I mean like maybe I'm overanalyzing it yeah. but I know, no, I, think, I know some people think that way too yeah, I think
0: that's the move though because like I mean you see so many people who are insanely good and talented bike riders and nobody knows who they are because they're not playing that game you know yeah. they just show up and ride bikes and like there's something beautiful to that too but it's also tough when it's like dude you could be so like huge in this industry like yeah but they just don't care but that's
1: <laughs> some of the best things is like when, when people are super good and they literally only contribute themselves to like like homey parts and yep. stuff like that like that's some of the best videos I've ever seen have been people that are under the radar yeah like because you know well there's I mean? just like, so much
0: soul involved right yeah. like
1: and they're not just worried about getting views and being recognized it's like i feel like nowadays like if you want to be a relevant like bmx rider and you want to be able to go like pro or get on get sponsored it's like you do have to have an instagram like like presence in some way that way people can find out who you are Yeah then you can post out the edits that you're dropping and the full links that you're doing. It's like then... Because then it's just word of mouth. You For know sure. what I mean? But I mean, like, if you're cool with word of mouth, then that's cool too. Like, but it's also not 2008 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so. I feel
2: like the BM... It seems like the BMX community, and I'm an outsider to it, um, but it definitely does. There are... There's still that space, though, for those people mm-hmm. that are out there and they're just yes. like, I don't give a fuck about Instagram, social media. I just want to ride my bike. Yeah. And then when the Which film is, is out there or the photographers out there, magic happens, and that's dope. And that, that that's a, a romance in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you hear somebody's part, like, oh, so-and-so's got a part in this video, you're just like, oh, this is going to yeah, be special. Yeah, because you, you haven't seen a while. Because you haven't seen them in a while, right? But I do think that, yeah, to build on to, like, being able to uh, – make it so that you can ride a bike for a living or whatever, mm-hmm. it is having to have that forethought yeah. about which where is, those clips... Which is dumb, but which it's, is, like, it's I, I, I hate yeah. how it has to be that way, but yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's all part of the game though, right? Yeah. <sighs> so for you,
0: like, I've always enjoyed your Instagram clips. So do you, like, go out with the intention of, like, hey, we're filming for Instagram today, or is nah, it just, like, I, nah, just, just comes it's just out whatever it comes happens? comes like, yeah. I mean,
1: there's definitely sometimes where, like, I... Whether it be us riding the backyard ramp or just out in the streets or whatever, like i'll just see something and like i mean honestly like most of the time i mean i own up to this but my brother it inspires me all the time he's inspired me ever since i was a little kid that's you so know what cool. i mean but like but like he's like he almost knows my capabilities better than like myself sometimes and he's like that's cool but don't do that do this instead and i'm like really he's like he's like i think that'd be sick and i'm like hmm and I look at it and I do it and I'm like, hm, actually yeah, you're right. It was actually way better than what I was thinking of That's before. So, cool. so like sometimes it's like we're in the backyard and I'm trying something and it it I end up filming an Instagram clip or, or I lose my mind right. trying one and I'm like, Fuck it, I don't wanna do this <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, like probably. what what's this worth? Like for some stupid views, like, yeah. you know, I mean? like, yeah, no, absolutely. yeah, so it's just, it's kind of just whatever, yeah. That's happens. sick though like, that you
0: have like Trey to lean on for that, like, created, yeah. Creativity I mean, it's all, it's
1: everyone. I mean, like, Marcel, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I read with Marcel a lot, and he, he, he always is telling me stuff like that. Like, I always have to, I, I always enjoy asking people, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. is this cool? Like, do you think this is sick or should I do this? Like, which is like, I know some people would be like, no, fuck that. Like, just do whatever you want to do. But yeah. I'm like, I am like, I enjoy people's input. Like, yeah, I yeah. enjoy people's, like, comments. Like, you want people to enjoy what you're yeah, enjoying. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, like, and I enjoy it more when people enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it's but that's, they're just that's like, a selfless way of doing it. But, like. Yeah. <laughs> but they're giving you, like, just, like, a little
3: artistic flair. Like, you already have what you've, you know, The vision built. of what I want to do. They're just tweaking the training, it, you, you know, know, a little bit. And yeah. I'm glad you touched base on Trey because. For people that haven't seen you ride, like, I feel like I'm always watching you climb on some roof, doing some <laughs> wild, like, Canlander, or, like, this weird foot-plant combo. Like, you just have this, like, wild riding style, and obviously Trey influenced that, and I was gonna ask, like, oh, for sure. who else, like, are the main influences growing up that inspired you to, like, I don't know, make Jabe Jones Jabe Jones?
1: I mean, I don't know, like, I always, I mean, I was, we were always friends with, like, all the band guys. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I grew up watching all the band videos, all the bone death videos, like, all that stuff. So, like, I think from, like, when I turned, like, when I was, like, 15, I, like, found out. I was, like, oh, shit, like, I can write off stuff. Like, (laughs) and it's fun because it's, like, easy to do. It's not, like, a trick. And uh, all the can-can stuff, that was, like, that was kind of like a phase. Like, that was just, like, me, like, being younger and being, like, What's something I can do that's something different, different right? yeah. no one does it and then like looking back on it, I'm like eh. like I, I I think I mean I did a cancan rider off a roof one time which is like to wow. me I was like I was like I was like I wouldn't do that again Like, like it it's goofy to me but it's also like I wouldn't do that again it's scary yeah, like that's gnarly but like some of the things I did like fat like some of the cancan rider stuff I did I don't like it. yeah. <laughs> But the it's like I'm sometimes side. I'll be at a skate park and I'm like, yo, check it out. Yeah. Uh, Chosen 15 yeah. trick <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And I'll do some kind of fast plant thing yeah. or whatever. Like as a joke.
0: That is but. cool though to see how your writing has evolved over the years. Like from yeah. that, like you say, that was a phase, but it's like mm-hmm. it's built you into the writer that you are now. But yeah, it's
1: a, definitely a product of like my environment. Like as I've grown older, I've gotten new homies and, you know, and and alternated and I I put a free coaster on, I think when I was like 17 or 18 or something like that. And like, I didn't put, yeah, I didn't put a free coaster on until then. Yeah. Wow. And so, like, but f- all the way up to that point, I'd always wanted to, but I never did because everyone rode one. And I was like, you know what? Like, I actually enjoy writing it. So yep. fuck it. I'll do it. And that's when, like, now I do a lot of backlashes and I really like doing stuff like that and faking yeah. manuals. And it's like, so it's just, it's just gone. Yeah. Like, whatever I wanted to do, it just turned out that way, I that's guess. I don't same. know. Like,
2: but I think that's, like, any kind of artist, like, as, as you progress as an artist, like, as a rider, mm-hmm. yeah, your different influences are definitely going to, mm-hmm. like, make you who you are, like, Mike's saying. It's
0: like, yeah, those small details make
2: the bigger yeah. sum,
0: which is super
1: cool. It's all, yeah. we were, me and Trey are always saying, like, oh, it's so funny, like, when you, uh, like, you, depending who you go out with is what you're going to be riding like mm-hmm. that day, sometimes. Like, so it's, like, for instance, like, we were hanging out with Corey and Jason and all the Fast and Loose guys, and so we were all riding a lot of transition, and so like we were all like we were all trying to like you know like ride like more transition stuff, and then it's like I'll go out and ride with like Dave McDermott or like some other like crusty like street people yeah. or whatever, and I'm <laughs> like I'm like street. doing like you know, but then we're all doing like peg chinks and grinding on like gnarly stuff or whatever, and it's like just I feel like I'm a product of my environment. Yeah, well, no. I don't think I'm really like. I don't, I mean, I think the only time I really feel like I'm, like, truly doing something that I want to do, or doing, not, that's not the right word, doing something that is, like, truly coming from my creative input is when I'm literally just, like, in a flow state with, like, the people, like, my brother and, like, Marcel and Big Boy, Mm -hmm. like, people that I don't feel like I have to, like, not perform in front of, but, like, Ride a certain way, yeah. Like, you like, know, I don't bring know. the like, same energy to the session yeah. that they're bringing. I've always felt that. I don't, I don't know why. I've always felt that way. Like yeah, I had to ride a certain way, but
0: I think it's cool too that you like what you're talking about because it makes you not just like a street rider. You know, like that's your primary yeah. stuff that you ride. But you're you that whole crew that you yeah, ride with Florida though in yeah. general,
1: like Florida in general, like you ride a little bit of everything. Yeah, you're
0: just a bike rider. You're yeah. a BMX rider, and I think that's really cool. That's something that gets lost among a lot of people. I think is that people are just like. I only ride dirt, or I only ride park, or yeah. I only yeah. ride street. And it's like. But then if that's what you like, that's yeah, what you like. You totally. know what I mean?
1: And so, like, but.
0: But they get so segmented in those categories, yeah. you know? It's like, dude, yeah. you can pull a little bit. And, like, I think yeah. that's why you have the style you have, or Trey has the style he has. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, watching, like, old Trey clips and, like, just mm-hmm. being, like, a park rat. And, like, it's so wild yeah, and to me. Yeah, he had me. pegs
1: and a free coaster on. And, yeah, it's yeah. so wild, dude. And it's but just it all cool progressed. to see the progression, you know? But yeah, like, his influence with, like, being part of 71 North and all that stuff, like he always says, like, that's where I pretty much became who I am. It's yeah, like, from being there, you know what I mean? And you know, but, that's uh, so
0: cool. When, uh, when did you guys start riding bikes? BMX,
1: I mean, I I was predisposed to be a bike <laughs> rider <laughs> because my brother started before me, but uh, he so we're seven years apart, so I literally was born into it. Like, as soon as he got his training was off, he was jumping stuff. Okay, um, same thing with me, I got my training was off at two and. We were, I was just as soon as I was born I just went automatically going to the skate park with my brother yeah. and my dad like that's my cool. tray raced um I didn't really race because by the time I was around he was already just going to skate parks wasn't racing anymore so I grew up going to mission and mesh and all that stuff I remember going like I I have like very vivid memories of being in those places even though I was like so young like I remember being like eight years old at Baco Jam oh like that's cool watching like all these heavy heavy hitters like being there and like just the parties like I remember it like very vividly and like even riding Mission like such like a OG park that was in so many awesome videos you know what I mean like I'm very fortunate to say that I do remember being there for you know sure what I mean like I just wish I was older to where I could like actually have rode whatever like to take ride part there, in this yeah. Stuff. yeah. Like I think I did my first ever 270 at Mesh or something like that, and wow, a couple other things. But yeah, man, like being a part of there has been so sick. That's
0: so cool. Did your was your dad a BMX
1: rider? He was more of a surfer, but okay. he, um, I mean, he he raced back in the day and like rode bikes too, like when he was younger or whatever. But like as he got older, he was like more of like a surfer. Okay, but like when we got predisposed to liking bikes he was like that's cool like i like bikes too like we let's do bikes and so uh he was always like i wish i wish my kids would turn out to be surfers or whatever <laughs> and I'm like I uh. don't oh, know. but uh yeah he he was super supportive like drove us to the skate park every single day he would wake up at wake up at six o'clock in the morning go to work get off work at like five or six and then drive us to the skate park and be at be with us at the skate park till wow. 10 o'clock like like almost Legend. almost every day yeah he fully committed himself to all of us. That's so, so cool, man. That's but, yeah, so rad. We had to support for sure.
0: I guess, yeah, since we're kind of on the topic of being younger, getting into bikes, what what is your favorite childhood memory? It doesn't have to be BMX-related, but just, like,
2: overall. Favorite childhood yeah. memory? Oh, my God. Dig deep. Because you're going to offend somebody if you don't say something somebody else wants to hear. Um, that one
3: time I went higher than Trey. <laughs> First time it happened.
1: Um, shit, dude. Um... I mean, I've rode BMX since I was like twelve years old. So like, I think some of my best memories were definitely when I was like, probably twelve, thirteen, like that era of like riding or whatever. Ugh, dude, there's so many. Um, just to choose one. <laughs> it's hard.
0: Man. I can't Put, man. Putting you on know. the spot.
2: Yeah. Um. It's a tough question. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. hard
0: one. I mean, yeah.
1: Oh shit.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Um. I mean, if we were to – what's your favorite childhood, Mike? I can think think about it. but (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't – That's what I'm saying. It's a tough question. I I would probably
0: have to say, like, walking over the starting hill at the BMX racetrack Uh, when I was a kid. Like, that's probably my favorite one just because it, like, stands out to me so much Mm -hmm. of, like, looking at the track and being like, whoa, this is, like, a real thing. Like, this is Disneyland for bikes, you know? Yeah. So something like that for me. And then
2: that was also, like, when you were – kind of come into age and you had shit going on at home or whatever and you're like that was kind of like your relief yeah, that a was nice, your like, way out yeah, yeah your outlet you know so cheers mine oh mine. mine's <laughs> easy <laughs> <laughs> Oof. when i first learned because i was a bit of a computer geek when i first learned about like getting on the internet i was one of the only people like in my town i grew up in a small town in england mm-hmm. and then uh about 95 and then i learned uh, what porn was <laughs> oh my god i thought that was pretty much one of the <laughs> the best days and the worst days of my life yeah. <laughs> the rest of my teenage years i don't really remember too much, <laughs> much of
1: it was all blur it was, it was all a blur. after, after that blur. it stalled down yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: and then finding that perfect uh picture and then trying to re-find it again
3: yeah, yeah. so oh, <laughs> you, find, <laughs> you put jesus, some thought into that jesus one jesus christ <laughs> so
2: james finds porn
3: 1995 yada 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 his life goes down they had internet back then and he finds himself yeah. in this dark room doing this damn podcast <laughs> and now we're here, now <laughs> <Yeah>. we're here. <laughs> what 30 years
2: almost 30 years later goodness no. cannot be um, mine's you. that what's
3: yours favorite childhood memory when i found my perfect myspace song Ooh. the first one oh, don't even get me started did you have
0: a myspace
1: <laughs> i did not have a myspace okay i, I think he's too time. young yeah. for that i yeah. remember it yeah. but i didn't have one i think my first thing was like a facebook yeah heck yeah, yeah. yeah. all right facebook um, that was like that was like 2010, 2010 yeah ago. i think so.
0: Yeah, because I was, like, about to graduate high school when, like, Facebook started getting cool. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. See, you I had Facebook when
2: crazy. I was in college. Like, yeah. when it was legit for college, you know? Yeah. So I was, like, a wee bit too old for MySpace. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you work. used to have like a, you
0: used to have to have a .edu email to like be on Facebook, oh yeah, which God. is so funny to think of. It was like the original Tinder, which yeah, is kind of crazy so to good. think about. Isn't
1: that what it was like started for? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, like a dating oh, profile. Yeah. yeah, for it's like sure. Hot or not type. Yeah, of hot yeah. or not. Hot or not. That's yeah, what I thought. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. That's from the movie. That's from yeah. the movie in my head. Before that's we so get fun.
3: too deep, because we went down <laughs> such a rabbit hole of like what you know, MySpace songs and stuff. I'm going to jump – we were talking about like 12, 13, your childhood. I want to jump up forward a couple of years and talk Actually, about- I have a memory. Oh, what oh, do we yeah, got? Yeah, yeah, I already. have a memory. It just sure. popped
1: in my head. It, it just – yeah. Um, so Mesh closed I think in like 2010 or something like 2009 or something like that. Um, so it was abandoned and it was there. Um, most of the ramps were in there. And uh, eventually like a couple years later, probably like four or five years later, people – we're going back and riding in, like fixing up ramps and like riding the ramps in the abandoned warehouse. Oh, right. That's sick. But cops would pull up and shit all the time. And I remember I was like probably 13, 14, maybe. Uh, and it was really cold one morning. And we had this idea. I was staying at my friend's house. It was like me, uh, it's me, my buddy Seth, my buddy Alex. And we had this idea that we were going to pedal to Mesh, which was like probably like an hour pedal it was like <laughs> it was far but we couldn't drive or anything and we're like fucking we're gonna wake up at like 6 a.m and we're gonna get there and we're gonna ride it and we pedaled like it was so cold and we got there and we like opened up like one of the draw doors and it was like the street course was still there like the whole street side was still there Wow! all these rails and ledges and we were just like oh my because i had been i i mean i remember going there when i was a kid but like i had like a little bit of a lull when i was like probably like 10 to like 12 where i didn't really ride at all i did like normal kids shit i did like sports and stuff okay so when i opened up that door i was like holy shit like i'm back like Like yeah like like i remember coming here when Just i was like, a little, little kid but i didn't appreciate it as much when i was a little kid and then now that like i had been riding more with my friends i was like holy shit like this place is so awesome like i'm I took it for Dude, granted so like when cool. I was younger but that was a good memory for sure. That's a solid one. I like that. Yeah, yeah just but, like
3: yeah. kind of like, you know, bad boy. It's like you yeah, waiting for the cops like, to come. Yeah,
1: we were like waiting for cops and we were all stressing out cuz we thought we were going to go to jail and it's really This 13 year old kid. you're just there.
2: like uh, Yeah, I scared everything. Arrested, yeah. My life will be over. <laughs>
3: when was that 2014ish when do you think Yeah, that
1: was, that was probably like 14 cuz yeah. I couldn't drive yet or anything, so. So I'll oh, go
3: ahead. I was gonna say, it seemed like 2016 to 19 is like when you kind of came into your own on the bike. Like 2016, welcome to Shadow Family, right? Mm-hmm. You drop that, and then the next year, Shadow AM Team. You know, mm-hmm. you drop a video, and then the next year, Welcome to Sabrosa. Mm-hmm. Just seems like your riding style is like blossoming. You're kind of yeah becoming a professional rider. Like how impactful that's during your high school years. You're working at Sparky's, right? Like
1: yeah, tell I me was. About that so era. I was, but I was uh. So I was working in the warehouse at Sparky's, like, yeah. during that time. Um, but, I mean, I, ever since I was 13, like, I was like, I'm going to be a professional BMX rider. Yeah, like, what, that's, what brought that's, you that's, back what, that's, at
2: 12? You said you had that I think I think I in?
1: just started having, like, friends, like, I started just having friends that were showing interest in extreme shit, like skating and surfing and BMX or whatever. And so I remember, like, we had an era where we were, like, straight-up rocket power. We had like we had we we were going to the beach, going surfing. We yeah. had we had skateboards, we had bikes. But then eventually it progressed to all of us getting bikes. And like I had like a cult complete and all this stuff that I got from Robbie. And like it was kind of like one of those things that like my friends were getting into it. But I already knew how to do it, and I was like, oh, like I know how to, I know how to do this. Like I'm like Trey, Trey. will tell you like Trey says this all the time. But like it's like I that was I didn't really care about it until it was like my friends like my time hanging out, my time riding. They, like, like, validated the thing that you were into. like, that was the true origin. Like, I was just brought into it when I was younger. But it's, like, around that era is when I fully was, like, I'm with the homies. We're going and riding the street. We're jumping off curves. We're trying to learn 180s. Like, that was that era. Oh, that's cool. For sure. But then it, like, then it progressed. And um, I got more and more serious about it. Like, around, like, 14 is when I really was, like, wanting to learn like everything I could like as far as tricks go and yeah, stuff man. like that and probably 13, 14 is when I learned like the most amount of my tricks or whatever but I was never like you know like m- kids nowadays it's like they get a bike like I want to learn how to bar spin yep. and tail up and you're just like that don't work that way yeah. man like yeah. like you got to learn how to bunny hop then you got to learn how to 180 then you got to learn how to do a 360 then you got to learn how to do a little like style like tabletop <laughs> and yeah. then you can move on from there but it's like so I kind of learned that way because like that's how Trey kind of like carried me along you know but like all my friends were like they wanted to learn bar so I wanted to learn all that stuff and I never had any interest in learning that kind of stuff so like I just learned other tricks like fast plants and topside can cans and um I don't know like I was I'm a big fan of the feeble grind I mean that's pretty much like all the only grind I really do (laughs) honestly you one
3: off the rooftop like the double feeble where you feeble onto the roof uh, yeah. and then I never do, i'll never do that again So <laughs> yeah. i
1: was just that was me running on pure hype i think i got a clip before that and i was didn't like you
3: loop on out on the hype. first one uh or like blew off the back no
1: that was another feeble uh, i did
0: okay. so gnarly um, dude
1: but yeah so like i like um yeah i just kind of grew into like i had the fast plant era and can can era and all that stuff and then uh I mean, honestly, like I mean, I own, I know, I own up to it. So Sean Rucaney started coming around a lot, uh, like when I was like probably sixteen, seventeen. Was he or coming whatever. out to ride with like Trey, or yeah, was he just yeah, with... yeah? Because we've always been friends with him or whatever, yeah. and um, he he came was coming to Florida a lot, hanging out with us or whatever, and like Sean really influenced like as far as like my style goes, like because he's he's the homie, he's he's sick, and so like I like uh I like really like enjoyed like finding out like my style through like he would send me further stuff and all that stuff. And I own up to that. Like I, <laughs> I own up to it that I'd probably dress like them a lot during that era. So <laughs> I was 17. I didn't really know shit. And so I was like learning that. And so like around that era, I, that's when I started getting a free coaster. And then that's when I left, I think I left FBM in 20, I want to say 2018 or no 2017. I left FBM and I started riding for Sabrosa. Um, and, uh, then that, they kind of changed everything. I had like two metal pegs or I had three metal pegs and a free coaster and I rode a Sabrosa. and, uh, then the three pegs kind of fell off for a little bit. And then there's just two pegs and a free coaster and I kind of just stuck with that from yeah, that's cool. that went yeah. on. And then I learned, uh, a lot of, a lot more like backlash stuff, a lot more like techie newer tricks or whatever. I tried like, but I mean, I feel like I still do like, basic BMX tricks yeah. like I don't like you know I'm not I'm not trying truck drivers or anything like I I I have done them like just fucking around like just trying to learn yeah. like barsmans and tail ups but it's and like shit. not your thing yeah and I was doing a lot of tail ups for a while and um I don't know why I just stopped doing them and I lost yeah. them like that's the way that that kind of shit works yeah. like, you if you're not doing, doing them, it all the them. time oh yeah
0: Well, I think there's something cool, too, like about having that style of like simplicity, you know, like less is more in a lot of cases, especially with BMX anymore. Like so many people are doing such gnarly stuff and Mm -hmm. it's cool, but it's almost overwhelming because like the simplicity is like removed from it, you know, and I I personally love watching like very simple stuff done very well, Mm -hmm. you know, because like. That's almost harder to do than like a triple yeah. truck, you know. Mm-hmm. Like
2: I'll, Yeah, look at like the snowboard in or any industry, mm-hmm. you know, but snowboard, it's like on the half pipe, all the gymnastics. It's amazing, it's absolutely beautiful, but there's nothing better than a method. Yeah, so yeah. like the yeah. like out method. method. Yeah, 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 you know, you're like, Oh, yeah, that's I'll take I'll watch that all day long. All day long. long yeah. yeah, so definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I that's agree.
3: cool. I agree for sure. Um going back to those video parts, is there a time that you can think back on you're like this feels real. Like I'm a professional rider. Um, was it, you know, getting on the Shadow AM team, the Welcome to Spros? Um, was there like a pinnacle moment that you're just like, "This is it!" Like I'm, I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. The dream is alive.
1: Um, I mean, I, f- I feel that. I feel that way now, and I'm not even a professional BMX rider. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like, I feel. I mean, I feel like being an AM rider is just as good as being a pro. I yeah. mean, obviously, it'd be nice to get paid, but like. I don't know, like, yeah. I still get, a, get to go and hang out with the homies, like, yeah. all on the team. Like, that's the cool thing about Shadow and Sarosa. There's no, like, really divide between, yeah. like, Amrider and, like... Yeah. It's, like, it's like we're all cool, like... Everybody's part there's of the no, same there's no, there's no, like, pros that are, like, oh, I'm not gonna hang out with the Amriders, like, because they're less. Like, I already feel like a part of the team. Like, because, yeah. you know, I've known Simo and all those guys since I was, like, a little kid, so it's, like, they're just, like, my friends or whatever. But, like, around, yeah. like, probably, like, 18... Is where, like, I, you know, I got on Sabrosa, or like, I was on Sabrosa and I was on Shadow Am team, and then I dropped that video. And uh, it was like a, one of the first videos that I was like, holy shit, like, this turned out exactly what I wanted it to be. Like, exactly. And I did some of the most scariest shit, like, for that video. I was also 18 and I was in high school and I had nothing to fucking worry about. And, like, <laughs> no, no bills. T- like, yeah, nothing. no bills. Like, you know, just. Just running on my parents' health insurance. Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Like, That's the
0: best arrow, you know? Yeah. You, like, and, have no responsibility.
1: Yeah, and I, uh, I hadn't broken anything yet. I hadn't done any kind of, like, I don't know, any, like, serious injury at all. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just was, like, on a different planet as far yeah, as mentally. That... Like, mentally, like, I just was, like, I had so much more balls then yeah. than I do now, for sure. Probably around that era is, like, when I feel like I was, like, the most in it as far as like sending it for the brands and like going yep. on the trips or whatever and I did like um I went to Barcelona with Bajarki I went to Iceland that year like I, wow. I it was all after I graduated high school graduated high school I was like I was like I'm going to go I'm going to go to Europe and I'm going to do all the the big boy like uh street rider shit like go, like traveling to Europe and stuff like that cuz I hadn't really traveled to Europe other than Hastings just for Battle of Hastings and so we did like iceland and spain and france and all that stuff and when i came back that's when i was like holy shit like did th- i want to do this shit like this shit is sick like, how do i do this forever yeah but it's like then i came back and started college and all that shit and then responsibilities started like flooding in it's a little bit harder to <laughs> mentally your block down. yourself yeah. out yeah. to send some shit whenever you get all these things on your plate so you, that,
2: that video dropped when you were 18. Mm-hmm. what like um Something that I notice a lot of is when we drop a video, or a photo shoot, or something like that, for better or worse, looking at the comments, which I hate to do on anything, but that's it's part of our industry, part of our yeah. life now. At eighteen, how long ago was that? That was I'm twenty two. Four, four years now. So like four, four years ago. Yeah. So were you looking? Was the Were you listening to any? Was there any negative backlash? Were you listening to that? How did that? I never looked at it once. Never looked at it
1: because it was on. It was on like Sabrosa's YouTube. Or yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it was posting on my YouTube. So you weren't getting the notifications. And I wasn't looking at it or whatever. Um, and I, it's even, even when it comes to like the the comments or whatever. Like I never really give a shit about like any of the negative comments. I always give a shit about the people who I respect the most commenting. On. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Some positive suck. shit. Like yeah. like Dave Crone, Like I fucking love his writing. He's probably one of my favorite writers. And when he comments on an Instagram post of mine, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe he just commented that's on my so shit. That's so cool. Yeah. It's like, that's me being a fanboy. But, like, that's just, that's my inner 13-year-old being like, holy shit. Like, it's a dude he used to watch and talk his cheap, like, that's so over nice. and over and Sorry. over again, that's like, dope. commenting on my shit. Like, I focus more on that rather than, like, someone being like, his style is whack, yeah. blah, blah, oh, he blah, he there, shouldn't be so whatever. Work, yeah. Or all the team weed posts or yeah. whatever. Like, I never, like. I don't like. That's yeah, it. hard. You don't
3: know if that person can even bunny hop. Right? Yeah. They're yeah. Just, like, and you're just like, I, I, just like, I'm just like, you're not worth yeah. it. Yeah. You're like, like who you know are you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Well,
0: with that being said, has there ever been a negative comment that you've seen that you're like, that's actually a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like, I kind of almost like people being like, he ain't shit or whatever. Yeah. Cause I'm like, you're right. I ain't shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's definitely been times where someone's like, he's only on the team because of his brother. And I'm like, you're right. I probably <laughs> am on the team only because of my brother. Because guess what? I wouldn't have known Ronnie. Yeah. I wouldn't have known Ryan. I wouldn't have known any of these guys. Like, that's well, probably correct. Yeah. And I own up to that. I don't give a shit. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm the one that fucking busted my ass riding yeah. my bike. And they're the ones that recognized me to do that. Yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, he kind of just opened the door yeah, probably. Yeah, it was just. But... It was
1: literally just like as if, like, let's say you started a bike company. Yep. And, like, my ki- I had a kid. And that kid started crushing it and you saw it the only reason why you know that is cuz you know me yep. yeah. it's like i don't well, blame the fucking kid yeah. like you know what i mean like, that's like
0: a hard thing to have perspective on like i never really had that perspective of like it's who you know until mm-hmm. i got a little older and like especially now it's the like world. owning traction <laughs> yeah it's like i see that other side now when like kids send us a message and they're like will you sponsor me and i'm like dude i have no idea who you are <laughs> but like when it's somebody that we know and they like come hang out it's like yeah dude like we'll hook you up you yeah. know like yeah. it's like a weird like yeah, it is all about who you know, and, like, you have to know that somebody's a good person. Like, if, if you didn't have that intro from Trey to Ronnie, Ronnie would be like, who is this yeah, kid? which is
1: what, like, a lot of, like, a lot of, like, uh, riders starting out, they don't, like, they don't know that. Yeah. Like, they just think, like, well, I'm really good on a bike, yep. so why am I not sponsors? And it's yep. like, dude, you have no idea. That's, like, that's literally maybe, like, a 30% of, like, what it actually is about. Like, totally. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah, things have changed. And, like, with Instagram, like, people just people just blow up for no reason just because they're really fucking good on the bike and they just want to send them parts and get a promotion through their Instagram or whatever if they're already blowing up. But it's, like, to be on a team is different. Yep. Like, you got to make sure every single person on the team is, like, fucking with you and, like, stoked on you before you're on the team, actually. Especially you know what when I mean?
0: you're, but, like, rolling around in a van with everybody. Like, yeah, if you have it, one bad dude in the van. Kids don't get that. Kids mm-hmm. don't
1: get that, which is, like... That's one thing I, I wish people knew is that, like, like, I, I'm not the best bike rider, but I know I'm a damn good teammate. Yeah. Like, um, I can't do double trucks down stair sets and, you know, do over toothpicks down massive handrails and all this shit, but it's like, I will back you up as a homie on the team yep. and I will promote the fuck out of the company. As best as I can. When well, you're bringing, like, like,
0: good energy on those trips, yeah, which, like, elevates everybody's like, spirit. No one wants to like, be with someone that's a dickhead and, yeah. like,
1: bringing everyone's vibes down. Like, no matter how fucking good you are. Yeah, like, yeah. no one gives a shit how good you are if you're bringing everyone down. Totally. You know what I mean? So Yeah.
0: That's that's really good perspective if you're a young bike rider and you're listening to this. Like, yeah. really yeah, listen to what those words. that's it's all about. Like, like,
1: just enjoy having fun with your homies and just be positive as fuck. And, you know, if things work out that way, work out that way. Yeah. Like, you can't force it, right? Yeah, Exactly. Like, yeah, I think too, BMX is too small to like blow it up like that and yeah. make it like something not necessary. You know totally. I
0: mean? so. so, you talk about talk is cheap being your favorite all time full length, right? Probably, yeah. Uh, is the and like Dave Krohn's a big part of that? But like, were you around when like Trey was filming part like parts of that video? Were, I mean, like, were I mean, you following yeah, around. I with mean,
1: that? yeah. I, I didn't ever go on any trips, on any trips or okay. anything. But like, I mean, I remember being like, I remember being like ten years old and like. <laughs> I remember, like, Robbie and, like, Dakota, like, coming and, like, visiting Trey. Um, and, like, me, like, meeting Dakota when I was, like, 11 years old or something like yeah. that. And I remember, like, I didn't I didn't really ride at the time, so I didn't really think about it. And then when I was, like, 12 getting into BMX, I'm like, fuck, I can't even Dakota Roach, I didn't even really give a shit, yeah. like, like you know what I mean? And so, uh, but, yeah, like, I remember, like, um, I think Talk is Chief came out, like, 2012, I want to say. I think it was, like, Sounds 2012 right. or yeah. something like that. Um, I never really got to be a, like be involved in any of that like stuff in the or, of or see, see any of the trips because I don't think they did too many trips to Florida Yeah. Um, but I remember going to that premiere at like the bike shop and I was like dude like this is such a sick video yeah. and it's it just it's cool I mean like I own up to it man like it's cool like being brothers with someone that's like a part of such a cool thing yep. you know what I mean because I get so much exposure that most people don't get to get and it's like I appreciate that like i never ever take that for granted um but yeah that video is pretty much up there yeah
0: i I, that's one of my personal favorites as well we actually have it like we have a tv out in the roastery and that's like it's anthem 2 or talk is cheap anthem 2 you know like those are the videos like yeah yeah.
1: anthem 2 mikey's fire and um dude all time yeah dude all time the
3: premiere in austin i always talk about it but kept messing it up, and it would just replay Mikey's part. And everyone, it was, like, four times, and they were just like, just play Mike's part, we'll go home. Because it's so good. It's, like, I mean, it is, like, the video part. But, yeah. um, I mean, we talked vi- um, favorite video. Is
1: there a favorite writer? And why, would like, over the years, and why? Favorite writer? Um, I mean, yeah, Dave Crohn's a big part of it. Um, but uh, as far as, like, inspiration and, like, just, like, in general like when they drop a video I just want to see it is Dak like 100% Dak like, oh, yeah. and it's like I mean I, I own up to it I definitely use a little bit of his fees and my stuff or whatever and um, I just like I really I, I mean honestly most of the tricks that he does like I feel like I like watching his videos the most because it's like they're burly and it's it's they're technical but like the technicality is like a feasible thing to wrap my head around because he's not doing like truck drivers and all this crazy shit or whatever. And it's, like, it's, like, a riding that I can really, like, understand yeah. and, like, indulge in and, like, appreciate because, like, he fucking does some of the craziest roofs. Dude, he's insane. He does some of the most insane wall rides. Like, wall rides are, like, some of my favorite things. Roofs are some of my favorite things. So, like, when I watch it, I'm, like, dude, I can imagine, like, doing that. It's probably so scary. Yeah. Like, like watching his parts, like, Native, 3, or, uh, Native Land 3, like, dude. that video fully puts me into, like, a state of, like, I want to go film now. That's like, sick. I want that's to go and get clips now because watching this video got me hyped to go and like ride. So, that's which cool. like if Dax listen to this, like, that's that's a, I appreciate that a lot in those videos. Well,
0: and I think he's a sick rider too because he has a big emphasis on spots. Oh like, my it's God. not just like yeah. the trick, but it's like Spot a big piece. Like, like, and that's another thing I think that gets overlooked in in BMX or skate or anything in general right now. That's this culture. It's like. People are doing a gnarly trick. And it's like, that's cool. But, like, the spot Where is, the is spot also, located? like, a what's huge piece of What's the journey a
1: part of mm-hmm. finding the spot? Yeah. And I
0: think that's the cool thing about Dak is, like, he talks about that quite a bit of, like, the search to find those spots and, like, all the little things that go into yeah. it. And then, like, he talks about, like, what's going through his head when he's, you know, it's mm-hmm. like. It's so cool to have that perspective. Yeah. So
1: yeah. He, he, he does crazy shit. He'll drive like so far just into the desert, like and this <laughs> will find like the coolest curve ward or some yeah. cool shit. I'm like, damn, that's like that's commitment. Yeah, For dedication sure. to it. Such yeah, a gas at the price it is nowadays. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> gosh, dude. Yeah,
0: insane. Yeah, that's a sick yeah, he's sick, dude. Yeah, he's That's badass. so cool. And
2: then do you find yourself leaning more <clears throat> towards wanting to do more filming over contests or like what's your vibe on all that? Um, Now that the world's really uh,
1: Never really been a big contest guy. I've been to Simple and I've rode in those kind of contests and I've rode in local contests. And it's just like some people love like that nervous, like perform, perform, perform. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Like it's fun being a part of them. Like going to Simple was sick because like you're a part of some insane thing. But like you're riding in front of like a shit ton of people. Like I don't know if I could ever handle riding in like like a tour and X games, like, no way. Like I no way. The like, pressure has I, I to be. I would almost advance. probably be like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not yeah. gonna do this. Like But Yeah, that pressure I definitely has I to definitely like mm-hmm. the filming. But it's weird. Like I'm 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 nitpicky when it comes to the filming, like, and I, I own up to it. It's like I I always see it as like if I'm trying something and I'm like I'm like, this is not it, if I'm just trying to get a clip, just to get a clip, like mm-hmm. it, and it's forced, never works out the way it's supposed to. Right, because you're always just like you're not doing it for the right reason. You're just doing it just to get the clip, rather than being like this is going to look sick, and I know I can do it is a different thing. Like that's what I try to like tell myself is like this is going to look really cool, and it's something I really want to do and do it. Versus me just, I I'm always always say this like I could pull up to a flat ledge spot and I have like nothing to do on it than like a feeble one eighty and like. Probably a Smith one eighty or something like that, and it's like it's like I could try to force something, yeah. But it's not gonna be like. But I definitely enjoy like, I'm more of a. I always say I'm more of a spot rider. Like I like the spot being able to dictate what it is like I, I like want to do rather than showing up to some like generic spot and it's being like okay I have to think okay. Um, I have these. Uh, tricks, I want to do this yeah. and this and this and I'm like oh, that doesn't work. Uh, it's like I don't I don't like doing that. Like being able to pull up to a spot and be like I want to do this and I see it right away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah.
2: And do you have like a go-to filmer homie that you you'll call when you find that spot, or
1: I got a couple people. I mean, like, um, I mean, I always like film with my brother a lot because he can really see things that I can't see. Um, and I always know he's gonna, you know, get the clips. But uh, um, I film with the homie uh, Jonah uh, a lot, and he uh, he he's done some videos for Matt and some other people. He did that right. Lewis um, Lewis video um, Lewis. Or how yeah, do you say? Yeah, I don't know it? how to his say the last name. name, but yeah, <clears throat> that video was sick. Yeah, <clears throat> but sorry, um, but yeah, he uh, he's a really good filmer, and I like filming with him too. Um, I filmed with him since I was like probably like, sixteen or something like that. Yeah. Like we started, we kind of became like closer homies when I was like probably like 17, 18 and had some parts on like some of his local videos and all that stuff. And he's like progressed as a filmer too. Yeah. And um, yeah, sick film with him. And um, I mean, but Jarky's a good filmer. Um but i mean i kind I'm down to this film with whoever, yeah, but there's definitely certain times where i'm like like if I'm running off a roof, like definitely would like Trey to be filming this because he knows like how to make things look really big mm-hmm. and like he he's filmed so many clips like like that, so like he gets like what what it's supposed to it look like, and he's just got Years of experience of the way someone's supposed to look. He can do it
0: justice where you're not, like, see the clip and you're just like, oh, man, I have to go do this again. Yeah,
1: and it's like, I mean, I I very rarely ever get that. And, I I, I mean, there's no one that I film with, really, that ever does that. But, like, I just feel like comfortability-wise, like... I'm the most comfortable filming with my brother for yeah. sure how just much, cause I've been like
3: that forever. how much does he step you out of your comfort zone at the same time a lot he's like you're comfortable which allows you to like step out of that comfort zone at a the lot. same time cause he knows you're riding
1: yeah like, he's always like he's like no you need to do this and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, oh, like but you trust him fuck you're right like, like, and I'm like and I'm like damn like okay like cause he he gets it like he'll always be like I'll be trying something I'll be losing my mind he's like why are you freaking out just do this like you know that you can do that and I'm like
0: like calms you down yeah and
1: i'm like "Fuck, you're right and like it always ends up being like a screaming match like me and him are just like pissy i'm just like pissed at him and he's just yeah. like and i i do it and he's like see and i'm like Fuck,
2: you're right.
1: yeah and i'm like i'm like Is
2: it? i hate that you're right but you're right yeah, yeah it, it's sick it though because he's your brother
0: way. so you guys can yell at each other and like that's yeah. that's what makes like i think stuff even better like we've we get into it a little bit with traction yeah. stuff and like i think that makes like the in sum a little bit better right when you can like yell at each other and like get the real emotion out and then yeah. be in some... True input. Like, the true, yeah. What it's like, really like, true, honest input is, like, so yeah. valuable. So that's yeah. really cool. Um I think it's pretty fascinating that you said that you, you know, at 18, you put that part out and you hadn't, like, broke a bone or anything, like, up until that. That's yeah. insane. Like... Yeah, I was rubber at that point. <laughs>
1: that's so crazy, dude. I was still bailing fine. You did a kneecap in the beginning of COVID year, right? Broke my kneecap, yeah, like, right at the beginning. And then... That was like probably like a month or so. Yeah. And then How'd you do that one? I was, we were filming a YouTube video and I like went to go to this transfer and I just overshot the shit out of it. Oh. And I was like nose diving and I went to go like kind of bail over and my like left foot just caught the crossbar and just sent my knee like straight to the ground. Oh. And it was like, it was like, I was like six foot quarter, six Damn. foot quarter straight to like my kneecap. Damn. And I just thought I just like dead leg the shit out of my knee, like as if you hit your knee on your stem. And uh, it was, like, the next day, and I'm, like, dude, this is not good. Like, and it definitely was broken. Whoa. And then so, yeah, so that was a month process. Then got fully back to normal. And uh, or I broke my collarbone when I was, like, 14, just going to my shoulder. Um, but that was something else. Um, <laughs> but then, like, when I fixed my knee, my knee got better. I was in Denver a lot. And I was, like, oh, dude, there's so many good spots. Like, I definitely need to, like, start working on, like, a no- new video. Because, like, I hadn't put out a video in a while. And I had just... I've been telling myself because like it had you know it's been had been two years since I'd done like a real deal like video and I was like I'm going to put out a video like I'm gonna make it happen, literally like first clip of me like trying something gnarly I was trying to feeble three off this like roof like, it it was a big I I don't want I don't want to show the clip because I want to use it for the video for sure. I'll show it mm-hmm. to you guys later but uh it it was a it was probably like an eight foot drop, oh. and it was just the perfect just outlet just like it was like a metal like great or like a metal like outing on like a roof we went to go feeble three off it and i just like spun as if it was all like a foot tall ledge like a fucking idiot oh, yeah. and i was just, like as soon as i spun I'm like yep that's not it and i was like really like, falling oh. and i was like and I, if i would have not put my foot out i probably just went and like poof, just smashed my head and so i put my leg out and just folded my shit and like um mm. broke my uh my outer my is it your was on the out or whatever? I can I don't, never remember. I don't, I, I don't know. Tib fib, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know but which. it. Uh, I broke that and it actually uh, bone popped out oh. of my other side, and because I remember, I, I I fell and I felt it something happen and I was like, oh fuck, something just happened. And I want to go stand up, and I started walking on it and it. And I felt hurt. Feel felt my bone like it felt like I was walking on like a mattress. Oh my Like with springs. Gosh. It was like like it was. Oh, I was like I was like oh that's shit gross. that's not right. and so I like. Went over to the car and I like looked at my ankle and I saw blood to start pumping through my oh. sock. I had like a black sock on and it was just like, just like through my sock and I was like, oh, you're "Holy shit!" On this. I was with uh, I was with Tammy, uh, Tammy McCarley, and uh, he was like, "Oh, what do we do? What do we do?" I was like, "I oh, was just go, let's just go to the hospital." And I had driven my girlfriend's car, and she had no. I was I had her car and so she couldn't come meet up. So I was, oh, like, no. I was like woozy. I'm like. Ugh i was like i'm gonna pass out i'm like sent her the pin to her car i'm like I face i'm like hey oh, i'm probably no. gonna pass out but like I, this is where your car is at it broke my leg i'm going to the hospital oh no <laughs> and then i had surgery here and all that shit and then that was a whole nother like three months of no riding four yeah. months almost and um then i had to get back slowly with that and then i then i had some like ptsd riding off roofs Absolutely. And I was like, "Fuck, man! Like, I, oh, I I love running off roofs, and now I'm like scared as shit to do it because I snapped my shit doing it. Obviously, I was trying something gnarlier than yeah. I'd ever tried because I always, always have done feebles off roofs, and I did the feeble first, no problem. And um, and uh, but like, I I talked to multiple people, and they're like, "You need to start doing feeble threes off roof because you can do feeble threes really good. You should start feeble threeing off shit," and I'm like. And so, like I did, the feeble was so perfect that I was like, I have to try it. Like that's like, I gotta push myself to try it. Like, and just pushed it too far. Yeah, that's (laughs) crazy. And so, like I didn't. I think I wrote off like my first roof like maybe a year after that.
2: And what was that? What What was the process to get yourself back up? Just like grin and bear it. Suck it. It was honestly
1: hanging out with Marcel Anderson. Mm -hmm. Like he rides for Colt. He's like the homie. Um, like he, we were like trying to get him to write off a roof. I'm like, you can ride off a roof, and I was like, I'll do it with you. So like, I just got out there. I was like, God, I don't want to fucking do this right now. I don't want to do this right now. And like, rode off, My foot blew off, like my bad leg like blew off, and I was like, Oh, thank God nothing happened, because like, I mean, yeah, I can't break it now. It's got a fucking rod in it. That's But like, crazy. I can't can't break it now. But the other day, I, I I went, I rode off a roof the other day. Like that was here. That it was like a roof that you could like gradually go higher and higher and higher. And I finally rode off something that was like like six foot, probably seven foot or something like that. And I was like, okay, like getting back into it. That's and like with cool. filming like the video the full length video that we're trying to do, um, I definitely have some roofs that I'm like I'm eyeing up that I wanna do really bad. But it's just mentally, like yeah. with work and school, like you got a lot more riding on it now. You know, you're not, yeah, you're, for not sure. you're not eighteen, just yeah. like sending it for nothing. I was talking about trauma with a friend and just a very unassuming
3: guy, this guy Dave and he, I don't know, he broke it down in such a way that, like, kind of spoke to me. He's like, the biggest thing with trauma is repetition. It's the only way you can break trauma. And it's, like, the only thing that's going to get you back to going off Keep roofs is going it. fucking off roofs. And it's, that like, it's so easy and forever. such a fucking mind fuck at the same time. So Yeah, yeah. it's such a hard thing to, like, things.
0: yeah, for sure, like, to get back out of that. Like, because you get into a comfort zone of being safe, right? Yep. And it's, like, yeah. and you have that in your head where you're, like, Well, that thing like killed me last time, so like I don't (laughs) want to do it again. Do you want to do it again? again. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. but it's like it's so it is fulfilling when you can like punch through that and like
1: yeah, like make a mental note like is it like what is it worth? mm -hmm, Like is it worth it to you to do this? And it's like it usually is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if it's something worth dedicating yourself to, it's probably worth it. Yeah, and
0: I like for myself personally, like from injuries like that, like I always find myself like um when I like get stuck of like being scared to do it like i'll be sitting in bed at night and like staring mm-hmm. at the ceiling like man this really sucks that i'm like still scared to do this and i'd be dreaming about it you know and like i do like driving I'll,
1: do it. I'll be driving and my hands will get all sweaty, sweaty. Mm-hmm. like just thinking of like a setup and i'm like Fuck. isn't that more scary than doing it i feel like I'll it is it. sometimes because then you build it up as bigger than it really is then you get there and you're like oh like it's not as big as like, yeah. i thought it was even mean. after
3: i do something like when i'm on the bike I'm usually very calm and then I'll literally be taking a shower that night and be like Oh my god Like, <laughs> I could have died all, all this stuff that yeah, yeah, gone, like, I could have oh, went god. over the bars I could have done this and then like go back and I go do it again And I'm like oh that wasn't that bad yeah. And I go back to like my house I'm like oh my
0: god <laughs> Yeah you start like running through all the variables that could have gone wrong yeah. yeah So I think it's interesting talking about injury But I'd like to kind of talk about like sacrifice That's kind of gone into where you're at now As a writer and stuff like that Like what do you mean? Just, like, sacrifices what you've... What do you mean, yeah. sacrifice? just, bro, I know, I was sacrifices. Like, I, was like, I, was like, I was like, what do you mean sacrifices? Yeah. Just, um, like, sacrifices you've had like to made goats, in your, make in your chickens, life. Yeah, yeah, things you've had to sacrifice. No, just, like, you know, Virgins. not going, like, ditching school to go ride bikes. Or, like, you know, oh. not taking certain jobs. Or like, um, just life sacrifices you've made to, like, make it so you can, like, ride bikes pretty much as, like, a day job kind of thing.
1: I've definitely, um, I've definitely made it a a big point that whatever job I want has to have flexibility yep, yeah. has to. Um, that's just a given like, cause just my lifestyle and what makes me the most happy is being able to just go and like be able to go to like, come be able to come here and mm-hmm. do this. You know what I mean? Like if I worked any other job, I probably couldn't do this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, um, flexibility is a big thing. So I sacrifice a lot of like my opportunities job wise, um, just to live this kind of lifestyle, yep. you know what I mean? And um, I mean, it's like, and honestly, looking at it, it's like I'm not really living. I'm not really living a lifestyle that's like insane. It's just literally just an enjoyable one.
0: Yeah, you're doing what you want to do.
1: Yeah, and it's because uh, I'm a full time student also. So it's like I, I go to college, and so like I work part time and I go to college. So it's like I and I try to do school online so I can go and do that, but. Uh like fall semesters, they don't usually offer online stuff for a lot of the studio stuff I have to do, and so like probably during the fall, I'm gonna have to sacrifice maybe writing less because I have to do that yeah, so, like for sure, and that's money, you know what mm-hmm, I mean yeah. it's like I don't get paid to, I don't get paid to do this, so it's like I'd literally just do it. Uh, out of like my sure will I wanted to get it get it done that's cool what
2: are you uh, studying what's your degree um,
1: so it was uh, it was general business when I first started college just because I didn't know what the fuck absolutely. I wanted absolutely I, didn't, I d- to do didn't, know what, didn't know what I wanted to do if you to go do. to college you've got to be a general business <laughs> major it's at least it's always there yeah. yeah and so I was just like but like my main goal was just like I just want to get my AA just get my AA and just like then I can like figure out what I want to do once I get past that because like, then it opens up everything else um, and Florida has a thing where it's like, if you go to like the community co- or the state college and you get your associates, you can go to any university and like choose any path you want to do. So I was going to go to a state and then go to UCF. So I got my associates in general, general business. And then I was like, Oh, well I want to do graphic design. Cause I like drawing and all this stuff. I was like, that'd be really cool. And then I got into graphic design and I was like t- doing all the prereqs and learning more about like the programs and. Uh, all the things you have to do and i started seeing like the kids that I'd have to be competing with and i'm like these fuckers are no joke like they literally like only like because nowadays it's, it's ipad it's ipad and uh and procreate and, and adobe and all this stuff it's not pen and paper it's yeah. not which i knew that going into it but i thought i would be able to be learning learning it in a better way. where I did get better at Adobe and it's like the programs are great but it's not it's not I didn't want to go home and learn it on my own because I was so burnt out on learning it so I was like and I found out that the program to get into was like a 70 student like acceptance out of like 500 kids and I was like I'm I'm decent at drawing but I'm not that fucking good Mm -hmm. like I'm not so I was like I'm not gonna do that and so like around that time uh, there's an event called Art Basel in Miami um, it's huge like art exhibits like and, insane it's nuts whole city goes nuts for it I went down there and I experienced that and I experienced like what true fine arts is like and like exhibitions and like graffiti artists and like all these just and just and just seeing the money and like the just the atmosphere of it and the subculture I was like I want to be in this somehow and so I was like, I was like googling like what like uh to be a curator like what like what like what what degrees usually do and i found out that ucf has a visual arts management which is like special it's a marketing driven degree along with sales so i'm learning like marketing and sales stuff along with it but it's driven towards like exhibitions and like um like major curation so i learned a lot i learned a lot of art history yeah um you know i love art history i love learning a lot about like you know old artists from like the 1700s and all that shit and oil and all that stuff like it's really cool to me but i also love learning about like you know like warhol and all that shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. that shit like really gets me amped like Deep. watching documentaries about that stuff and learning about it and going to new exhibitions and whatnot so mm-hmm. but yeah i'm going to school for that now wow and, um i think i have like a year and a half left or whatever i think i think it's gonna be at the end of it it's gonna be six years that i've been in school mm-hmm. but like i kind of had like a lull where i was like only taking two classes or like okay, one class for sure kind of bit myself in the ass doing that, but... um, It's all part
0: of the fun. Yeah. Do you think... uh, I mean, it's really cool talking about, like, art history and stuff. Do you think that, like, art plays into your writing style at all? Do you, like, draw from, like, inspiration uh, from art at all?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I definitely have had a couple ideas as far as, like, wanting to do a video that's more of, like, a um, visual art piece Mm -hmm. rather than, like, just an edit. Yeah. Um, I want to do i had i've had this idea for a long time to do a video that's more of like it's more cinematography and more just like maybe some like sounds lame but like poetry or wh- whatever like no, maybe some like some it. message right in it um m- mostly describing like my personal battles as like wanting to become like a professional and then maybe not becoming that anymore and diving into something else and just wanting to have time to ride my bike and Ooh. seeing how i can make a video like that that translates all that but also have writing in it yeah i don't know that's like an idea i've had but i think that's as far as like my art i love that has ever gone yeah. like you know like i know like rich foreign has a lot of insane cinematography in his stuff mm-hmm. um i like really sketchy like punk rock like like shit like grainy like gnarly so i would want to make something that's more like you know maybe have like shit of like war like yeah. like yeah. war yeah. shots yeah. Mm-hmm. and like crazy shit and then maybe go like have nature involved and stuff i don't know well i just, I, I, I have no idea i'm just like
0: i think that's a cool concept too though like wanting to like yeah breaking like doing something that like really isn't like no widely accepted in bmx right now you know like everybody wants like the shredded stuff Mm -hmm. but like i love the idea of like telling a story or like incorporating poetry it's like i talked to like chris fox about this a lot like Mm -hmm. because he you know writes books now and like he's publishing books and he's been a writer for a long time Mm -hmm. but he was so in his head about putting that stuff out because he was like this is not accepted
1: yeah the industry it's more just like you got balls like you send yourself (laughs) yeah you do and you do videos and it's like it's like i don't know i don't know i I, as i as i'm getting older i'm viewing it as such a more not as serious thing and like i think that's important like to not view it as that like and so like whether it be like me incorporating art or chris writing stuff Mm -hmm. like i think that's important to just maybe remove people from like this little tiny world that we're in as far as bmx goes and being like let's enhance it with other shit like well and
0: it, like i think doing that like goes it breaks the bounds of what people expect bmx to be mm-hmm. you know like i the vi- the video that comes to mind right away is uh mike mastroni's new industrialized mm-hmm. um my my wife watches bmx videos but she's never like oh my god that's crazy and she watched that mm-hmm. video and because it's so, like so much like cinematography and it's very cool art direction she mm-hmm. was like let's watch that again that was cool yeah. And so, like, thinking about that kind of stuff is, like, Mm -hmm. really cool to me is, like, how people can tell a story to somebody who doesn't ride BMX and doesn't care and intrigue them. Like, I think that's cool. Even, like, thinking about somebody like a Nigel Sylvester, right? Like, he's changed, like, the whole game, the way he films his videos. And a lot of people in BMX aren't into that. Mm -hmm. But, like people watch those videos on the outside and they're like holy crap bmx but yeah, yeah look how
2: many yeah. subscribers he has on instagram <laughs> or youtube or yeah. i, mean, I, I think
0: i think there's something really cool to be said about that yeah. it's like approaching the the industry with your own like version yeah. of what bmx is that's why
1: I, I um usually if someone's like whether it be i sit next to someone on a plane or some shit and they're like asking me like what it is i do and uh i like don't I'm like trying to explain it to them, and they're like, like, oh, I guess I get it, and like, and like, they really are intrigued by what you're saying. I just go watch a watch this uh, documentary called Above Below. Just watch this. So like, good. I literally always reference people to watch that because it really does like give you a good input into like what people think, and it's yeah. it's like a movie, and like people can get it more, and like yeah, really. I think that was a really cool. Yeah. I actually just rewatched that yesterday, and yeah. like
0: I think it's cool because it really illustrates like the culture and the lifestyle and like it goes beyond being just a bike rider. Yeah. You know, it's like the lifestyle that's involved yeah. and like all the cool stuff.
1: I think it's definitely hard though, like to like <laughs> to do it to do it in a good way that doesn't sound like corny. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. A and just be like, this is yeah. this is like my lifestyle. I just like yeah. it. it's like it's like it's very easy to like make something that's like a serious thing to us yeah. sound like very that. cheesy. Yeah, very cheesy. Mm-hmm. It but I mean that's definitely... but i mean that's also working people with... like that shit nowadays yeah, yeah
2: yeah and working with a videographer that's got the same kind of mindset as you and then you know with the yeah. editing process and stuff because that's what a lot of it comes down to yeah, yeah it's being on that like
0: say, having bringing the same energy to like that yeah that whole Build, thing. building
2: a team around you of people with the same goal yeah you know? well
0: yeah. And i think it's interesting like talking to you about like you know your other interests and stuff and mm-hmm. like your approach to bmx like, and then seeing like what you know you guys have created down in florida with like swamp fest and stuff like yeah i think that's such a cool thing because you guys are really like driving the industry now like everybody i talk to talks about like swamp fest and like how cool that is and like that's awesome it's give, cool to hear yeah, that i didn't
1: really yeah. i didn't really know that honestly. yeah
2: like. yeah give us a bit of a background about what swamp fest is because people will have seen like these mini clips if they but what what is swamp Fest?
1: um i mean it was really like so there used to be um there used to be an event called Band in the Backyard. And uh that was an event that was driven for um Ricky Bates. Um do you remember Ricky Bates? Mm-hmm. Um he was a rider that rode for Shadow. Uh he died um when I was when I was way younger or whatever and they um they put up um they did like this Band in the Backyard event and that was just a massive party, pretty much like a mini swamp fest kinda. And uh a couple years had gone by and um Scotty Scotty got hurt and um we were like, we were already wanting to do some kind of event, and we we're like, and we were just want, just want, we were just want to do a jam, like just like being in the backyard. We wanted to be in the backyard too, kind of, and um, and uh, we we're like, all right, well, cool. Like we start like some entree, like we're working on it or whatever, and then we we're like, and then it kind of it turned into Swamp Fest, like we kind of turned into Swamp Fest, and then uh, <clears throat> we were like, all right, well, we'll just make sure that like anyway, we'll charge, and then all the proceeds can go to Scotty. Because, like, we can do it all for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, like, the whole first Swamp Fest that we did, we had, like, 1,500 people. And, like, all the proceeds went to Scotty. And it was so sick because it was, like, such a DIY, like, thrown together. We had, like, no budget. We had no money. Like, we literally were just going and stealing pallets, like, (laughs) buying pit places and just, like, putting our own hard work into it. And just whoever wanted to come out and help, they could come out and help. And, like... So we all made it. We were just we were grabbing bullshit like like old refrigerators and it's just whatever all kinds of crazy shit and um, Dave McDermott was there doing all kinds of cool like he made like that curve bar, like a wave, and it was just so ridiculous. The obstacles
0: and, that are there are absolutely insane. Yeah,
1: we I mean anything from a quarter pipe to a fucking rail to a massive six foot pole jam like this anything that we could could have thought of like we did, had that was the first year we did the open loop. Um, and people just lost it for the open loop. Yeah. They were just like, this is so sick. Like, oh, this is so badass!" And then we made the open loop into a massive spine that Corey, Cory has a clip jumping it. It's insane. Um, but yeah, so it just turned into this massive party. And then, you know, at night it got nuts and we had the biggest fire ever. And, and then it was over. And we we're like, also just to reflect, this is not me. This is my brother. Right. Like, this is all my brother's like, brainchild and his hard work like i just help right um but like so like it happened and like you know a couple months had gone by and they were kind of thinking like yeah maybe we should do another one like that was pretty awesome like but like where are we going to do it like because we did the first one at like some our buddy's property and uh the neighbors were not stoked they were Hmm. pissed and like and we were well we were in the middle of nowhere too like, they were, like, blocking. Like, the neighbors were, like, throwing two-by-fours and shit out in the middle of the road like to, like, block or, like, four-by-fours so no one would drive through no or No way. <laughs> it, was, it was a shit show. But uh, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, time goes on, and we're and they are like, well, maybe we should do another one. And so we, found, we found, a, found a venue that was, like, an MX place, like a, a racing place and we had the second one and that one was fucking gnarly because it was like we had a there was a big concrete strip where they did like truck pulls on that we could build ramps on and so we built all these badass ramps on there and we had um i don't think that was the year that we had the van no i don't think we had the van that year but uh we had a big ass open loop all that shit we had band we had a bunch of bands um I mean, it was sick, and the fire that was like—I think that was the pinnacle fire that everyone was like, "Holy shit, this is the biggest fire I've ever seen."
0: Because you guys are burning the ramps at the we, end yeah, of it, right? Yeah, so like,
1: so like, so the whole the whole concept what it turned into was that the second one we're like, "Why are we gonna do all these ramps?" And we're like, well, "Just fucking burn it." <laughs> right. Like, what is yeah. what does burn it all? Like, yeah. and this is also when wood was like cheap. It wasn't like. It yeah it wasn't it was easier to get away with it um, <laughs> and we the budget was still low whatever and so like it turned into this thing where it's like burn everything oh like look we're gonna burn it all and like uh, my bike got stolen at that one no I think. Way. yeah like I I put like my bike like in in like so we had like a like a lean to like shack made out of pallets and I like. We were like hanging out and like put my bike in there, like just to like keep it away. And I guess it started burning the shack and someone just oh, yanked my bike oh, and just no. took it. Oh no. Woke up in the morning. Um, it was all kinds of, it was, like a war zone. Yeah. And then we were just like, after that one, we we're like, yep, we're doing this every year. That's nice <laughs> For sure. That's so and then sick. it like, then, like, the third year was so badass. Like, the third year was, like, we had, I think I think we had close to, like, 2,500 people. Wow. Like, we had, like, a shit ton of people. Right. Like, a lot.
2: And all of these people are paying to get in? Yeah. So,
1: like, it's, okay. it's just, like, you just pay up front. And then, yeah. you know, like, and then, then we eventually started, like, doing, like, people wanted T-shirts. And bands was helping out and doing, like, shoes wow. and shit. Like, and it was, like, you can only get them here. Yeah, and That's so people sick. were like lined up to get it because they were like so hyped on it, and like it was such a sick concept. And people had come to like the first one and the second one. And they were like, "We're coming every year." Yeah. And like, so the third one was so badass and it was insane. And then we we're gonna do uh, that. That venue sold, so we we're gonna do a new venue and the venue that we we're gonna do it that we that we just did it at. Uh, he, it was even wilder. Like they had a full mm-hmm. like off road course in the back, like for trucks like, four by fours and shit. And it was like huge huge place and um and we're going ga- we did we're going to do vans inside this pavilion thing and it's going to be all legit and so we literally like we were building through like January and February or I think yeah just February and then March happens 2020. Yes. And we literally were like we thought the fucking world was ending. Yeah. Like we like we were literally I remember like Cody Diggs was there and he was like dude like I might have to leave like I don't know if I'll be able to make it back into Rhode Island like he was like we were all like tweaking out. We were right. like shit dude like cuz there was like <laughs> there was like fighter jets flying by, and we're like, dude, like, what is this some Red Dawn shit? Like, yeah. so, like, <laughs> that was like, a scary cont- era. Contagion, like, yeah. it's it was fucking crazy. Wait, South Florida, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, so we like, we're like, fuck, all right, let's call it. And so, like, we like left the ramps there, and we're like, well, like, you know, maybe the, maybe it'll blow over, and we can do it again. So we kind of left the ramps there and just like moved them over into like the uh, like by the dirt jumps. And we left them there and left them there and left them there. And then, like, it like the whole year went by, and we were like, all right. And then yeah. that's when Dig did that article um, about, like, the Swamp Fest that didn't happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, all those photos of the ramps all, like, rotting and uh, shit that we'd built before. Uh, then... Um, 2021 end of 2021 we're like we're doing it like regardless we're gonna make it happen and we did October and people were hyped and it was so coming out of COVID oh my god it was so gnarly like we and the band like we (laughs) we did the bands in the side and like um they're like throwing hay bales and shit there was hay (laughs) everywhere and Jason Watts started this thing that is called the long drunk Dude. and it's just literally just a long jump into mud and mm-hmm. um that's where that, that that did cover photo was shot the dude doing the backflip off the kicker dude, that dude it slammed just, pretty hard the yeah first one he too, was getting me. bodied and um so yeah it just turned out to be this fucking big blowout and now um we did one in april um kind of got rained out a little bit but um now we're gonna do it annually yeah. annually we're gonna try to aim for april 9th nice. every single year it's stuff, so cool so.
0: man it's just cool to see like i said that culture that you guys have curated just, and like mm-hmm. turned into
1: something completely mm-hmm. out and, of what we expected and like yeah.
0: seeing young kids in colorado at the skate park talking about swamp fest like they haven't even been but they're yeah, talking about it's crazy it. like, oh, it's yeah. so fucking cool to like see that like it just kind of reminds me of that like era of texas toast or whatever mm-hmm. you know where it's like this like yeah. legendary thing like exactly. everybody in the industry is there like it's just such a cool like the energy that comes out of that is yeah. insane, you know? And like, that's what yeah.
1: we hope. I mean, we definitely hope that we can maintain it to be as sick as it is. Like, yeah, for, forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, for a long yeah, time. That's, I mean, know? it's so. gotta be
0: hard for you guys when you sit down and start really thinking about like what the next year looks like. Yeah, like, Trey,
1: to... Trey definitely has to go through. I mean, people don't understand like Trey has to go through a lot of like mental preparation for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Cause it's exhausting. He's, Dude. he's running around doing all kinds of shit. And, uh, I don't think anyone really realizes, like, how much he's committing himself to it. For sure. So, like, he's, like, he's always, like, he's, like sorry, if, if you were saying hi, like, if you are saying hi to me while I was at the event, I was running around. He's like, I apologize. Like, yeah, he's doing so, everything. He's worried yeah. about people getting in the gate, worried about someone's yeah. lighting some shit on fire. Yeah. Like, somebody
0: falls. He yeah, has to make sure that they're yeah. okay. Yeah. So,
1: like, it's a little bit everything. We, I mean, we've definitely had a little bit more help, um, like, as far as, like, managing all of it, like, with some other companies. But, like, um, dude, like, yeah, it's... That's crazy. It's gnarly. It's yeah. one of the most gnarly things. If you haven't gone, like you should go. It's definitely worth the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we promised. We'd probably have better weather this year. Than <laughs> this year, you know. So. Yeah. yeah,
0: I'm excited to go. I, want to go to, I wanted to go Sorry. this year, but we were just – I forget what we had going on. We had an event or something, but, yeah, we're going this next year. We Damn have to right. go. We have to. You got to. Yeah, yeah. Sick. maybe we'll sponsor like a ramp the or something. The jumps are fun. Jumps yeah. are really Dude, fun. Dude, the jumps look sick. Uh, my buddy Matt Cordova was, like, telling me how much fun yeah. they were when he went out the year so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's sick. sick, man. Well, uh, let's talk about um, the projects you're working on now with, like, Shadow and Juvie Hall and all that stuff. Like, what's your role there? I see, like on Instagram, that you're like swinging hammers and helping out there. <laughs> so, like, where do you fit in with that whole whole yeah, thing? Yeah, so
1: I uh, I I quit my job at a I was like working at an interior design firm and I didn't like it anymore. And so uh, and Ronnie was like, hey, like I think we're thinking about doing some kind of like you know retail coffee space for Sparkies. Like, I don't know if that's interesting to you. Like, do you want to be maybe a part of it? Like, maybe we could do some you can do some kind of social media stuff. I know you're interested in that. And I was like. Yeah, like, I'll think about it for sure. And then, like, it blossomed into, like, I'm, like, I think my title there is, like, sales, social, and um, event management, like, associate. Like, kind of do, like, all the social media stuff along with, like, uh, the event planning and whatnot. And then I'm also in the storefront, like, actually helping people, like, sell bikes and, like, Having that
0: background, like, working in the interior design world for a little bit, were you able to help, like, curate what the inside of this place looks like.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely like said, said a couple things, but, um, I mean, it was really honestly like all of like, like the design of it all, like was really Ronnie's idea. Like, like, like the way that like the colors are in it, like the way that it flows is all in it. Like that's whole his idea. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Dan Reed, the guy that's the general manager of the place. Like he's, he's an insane bike mechanic, but he also like is a really good, like carpenter. Um, he has built like everything in there, everything from the window sills down to like the part displays to yeah. uh, the sta- did he helped help do like stereo stuff like the sound shit in the place like um figured looks, out figured out beautiful. all the coffee yeah. stuff like dealing with like all the other roasters and but yeah um so yeah it's um it's gonna be it's like a it's a retail it's a retail space full service bike shop it's a coffee shop, and then just all general hangout um ronnie really wanted to make it 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 was it was the first idea was just for it just to be a real retail space for sparkies and just, to, just to the just the broadcast the 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 companies that they cover um and then it was kind of more like well like let's just make it let's make it more than that like let's make it like a place that people want to go and like indulge in and like be there and it can be like a sense of community and it could not it could be It could be anything we want it to be because it's a space. It's a space that we could use for anything. And, like, let's have it be all derived from BMX and bicycles in general. So, like, that's where I kind of came into play. And I was like, I – like, what I want for the place is I want it to be – I want to exceed everyone's expectations for the place. I want to make it something that, like, is more than we could ever imagine it being, like – do um do like art shows for local artists. We could do like vintage pop up sales. We could do like if someone's like into like fresh produce, they can like sell their stuff there. We can do car meetups, van meetups. We could do BMX jams. We could do, you know, BMX shows like like or we could do um, bicycle uh, like repair like classes and shit. Like you know, teach people how to work on their bike and like true wheels and all this shit and like teach them like what a true like how to manage your bike and like do that stuff. Cause we're, it's full service. So we're going to be doing mountain bikes also. Oh, that's so cool. like, it's kind of crazy through the whole process. I've learned a little bit more about mountain biking. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know anything about mountain biking. And so like, I've learned more about that. And so, uh, but yeah, it's, I think we're just going for the general vibe to be like, if you want to show up and you just want to like, if you're going to the skate park and you just want to show up and just like have a cup of coffee and watch an edit, you can do that. Or if you just want to just come and just say what up, you can do that. Or you can come in if you wanted to buy If you're a 12 year old kid like look, looking to ride a BMX bike, you can go and buy a bike. Like we're only uh, we're um, carrying uh, like five brands. We're carrying Shadow, Cerbrosa, Ranch, Colt, and uh, Bone Death. Heck yeah. Um, so all Sparkies like all related. The cool stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's cool too, like that concept of it being like a community hub, right? Like, yeah. And it's not – I mean, it's obviously stemming from BMX, but you're doing stuff outside of BMX. And, like, the fact that people who may never have ever experienced BMX Mm -hmm. get to come in and, like, experience that culture. That's exactly the point. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many places that are that way. And, like, I love that idea because there are, like, skate shops that are Mm -hmm. kind of that way and, like – you know, being able to reach out to people who have never
2: experienced that mm-hmm. is
0: freaking cool. And it grows the industry. And, like, exactly. there's a lot of positivity oh, that it's comes huge.
2: out of it yeah. it's huge. I remember having a couple shops like that as a gram. And then when I first came over to the States, there was Trend BMX down in Austin. Yeah. The, the amount of welcoming. Like, I was riding a 26-inch wheel. And before I went out to 9th Street, I was just like, yo, is this okay? Like, I emailed ahead. I called ahead. I was just <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. don't want to ruffle any feathers. And Trend BMX was the most welcoming People just hanging out in there and building that community. But where where's Juve gonna be located? Or where it is So located? it's
1: it's located directly across the street from Sparky's in Longwood. Um Longwood, Florida. Yeah, Long, Longwood, Florida. Um it's in yeah, it's in historic Longwood. Um but yeah, we want it to be like when people like we wanted to have it be a reason why people want to visit Longwood. Like right. you know, be like like what the fuck's Longwood? Yeah. Like what's in Longwood? There's yeah. nothing in Longwood, but we want people to be like Oh, like I went to Longwood and went to the sixth spot, like has coffee and they're like playing, play, playing videos it's and they welcoming. do, they do events on yeah. the weekends and they do all kinds of different stuff, not just BMX stuff, but maybe like have other things. Yeah. So making it more of like a destination yeah. for people to go and experience it. If I think, hold up real quick. Oh, go ahead. I have to pause this real quick. Okay. I've had to pass for like 20 minutes. <laughs> go for <laughs> okay. it. Hold up
3: real quick. <laughs> let's so talk about now. the
0: youtube thing while well, well, we're here talking about are we it recording like, again, yeah, we're recording again yeah we're recording we're straight that. back into it um yeah i think it's cool to see again like talking about the culture that you guys are immersed in talking about the youtube thing like it's really cool to see your guys's lives portrayed in that way like you get to yeah. see your day-to-day and like through like big boys channel and stuff like that like you and Trey are both such, like, integral parts, like, your characters mm-hmm. on the channel. and like Yeah, it's definitely r-
1: a weird thing being, like, a character on a show. but Yeah.
0: I mean, I get excited when I see you guys on there. Like, it's a cool thing. It's cool to see, like, how you guys are, like, living your day-to-day yeah. life and, like, how you're warming up on the ramp and you mm-hmm. go to a pump track or whatever you're yeah. doing that day. And, I like,
1: mean, and it's honestly, like, the whole – I mean, I'm sure some people are, like – I mean, obviously, like, we're, we're talking about it because, like, we – I mean, we used to get big boy shit all the time about having like talk to the camera, but it's like you kind of need to mm-hmm. like people need to know what the fuck's going on, like uh-huh. like 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 where are they going, like yep. what are they doing today, like if it's just like a timeline of your day, and you're not giving people guidance, like especially kids, like it um it boosts their, I mean, I, I've heard this before, but it boosts kids confidence if they know what to expect in a video and then it comes to fruition. Interesting. So that's why I think that's like something with like YouTube. But um, it's like every, every single thing we do though is like not scripted. It's not like planned. It's not like if we literally are just like if we want to do something and big ways there to film it, we film it. That's cool. But like um, he he he's obviously better than we are about like explaining what the hell is going on. So like usually like he's either in his house in the morning or whatever and he'll explain what we're going to do that day. And then we end up going and doing it. Or it goes full sideways, and we end up doing something completely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I think like <laughs> at first, like it's like when we were doing videos of Scotty, it was like kind of like we were showing up to like do a video, and like that was because because we it was like games, so like we did games yeah. and stuff like that. So we're like, like our goal is to do this game, and then it's like it, we our, what we've progressed to is just like we're just filming life, yeah, like right.
0: literally life. Like, well, I feel like it's really there's like that really hard you know line in the sand where it's like if you are being strategic and you're creating content like based off of a plan it's really difficult to adhere to that and like not everybody's on the same page whereas like when you're on the other side of that line like you're just kind of filming what you normally do Mm -hmm. it's like it does come through as more authentic and like less like it's not as
2: forced yeah like if you've got it scheduled and everything yeah like it's
1: that's one thing when we try to like People aren't fucking stupid. Like yeah. we're not like we're not gonna try to like create something that's like, oh, well they're not gonna know a difference. It's like no, like people know. Well, people know. Like we're gonna we're gonna try to make something genuine for people. We're not gonna just like fill them full of shit. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but that's a that's one thing that we try to strive for. Is yeah. just literally just filming exactly what we do. I think and it shines. Big boys through. are really good. He's really good at doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's cool. It's cool that like we're all a part of it but it's like Big Boy really toes the line as far as like he edits all the videos like he plugs all the merch stuff in in there and like one of his main things was like he he wanted for the channel he said (laughs) he used to always be like I I just want this to turn into something where like we can all benefit from it you know what I mean and we can all can just like we can all just have a good time and like you know like we can get like fucking pit bikes if we wanted to and we can all just raise hell we can all just have fun like it never ever was like we gotta make sure we make we're making money off this. Like yeah. it was never, ever like that. It was just literally like how can we have the most amount of fun as possible? That's yeah. cool. like and that's what it's always been like for us. And yeah. l- like, luckily we just like having fun in our day to day life anyways. So
0: I like what you're saying earlier too about like, you know, he funnels his merch sales into Weirdo World and like yeah. that's a it's place no where you guys not, all get to play no. around and like I don't know, there's a lot to be said about somebody who's like so passionate about what they're doing that like money is not an yeah. object. You know, like, like obviously. are
1: sacrificing their income for making awesome shit for yeah. people to see. Totally, to and like
0: obviously you need money to live, but like that's not the deriving factor. And I think that's how you make something yeah. really great. So that's cool to like hear that. And, like, we got to
1: get a big boy on here for sure. Oh yeah, I uh, would we'll, love that. we'll we'll definitely do it to where like because he wants to come out here like when I'm out here because he'll probably stay with us at my like, girlfriend's apartment and uh we'll both get on hell yeah i would love that that'd be super fun
0: um let's go back to talking about like shadow and uh the founder ronnie the man yeah so i would like to know yeah boss man dude he's like i mean (laughs) i've i've watched a ton of videos of him talking about shadow and like you know the curation of the brand and Uh like every piece that goes into it and hearing you talk about art and wanting to get into like art curation Mm -hmm. and all that stuff do you look at him as like a mentor does he mentor you in some of those ways
1: he's definitely one of the smartest people i know like he's definitely one of like the most like smartest business business savvy people i i know and like he's experienced so much through like trials and tribulations of ugp and Mm -hmm. and you know printing printing shirts like in the garage and like doing all this other stuff and like he told me a story the other day about how he would, he was snuck into like this race, like the pits at a race and like put UGP stickers on people's like number oh, plates, <laughs> like in the nineties and like, just like trying to plug his brand and shit. And like, he's just, he's experienced so much as like a business owner. And like, as a, he it's it shadows his art. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's his art form And, um, I'm, t- I'm just telling you, there's no one that works harder than Ronnie. That's so I cool. Mean, I mean, I mean, dude's, dude's texting people at 5 o'clock in the morning about what's going down. Like, if he has a thought and he just wakes up in the middle of the night, he's probably just going to go to work. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so, like, motivated just to get shit done and get it done properly. Um, I mean... 'll spend three hours um he'll spend three hours talking about a zipper on a hoodie and then but that's also one of the best qualities about him it's like it's there's a reason why shadow has so much detail atta- mm-hmm. attached to it it's because he's so motivated to make it that way yeah
0: I heard him say something in a video one time where he's talking about like um, he wanted every every piece of anything that's designed for shadow whether it's a video or a stem for a BMX bike. Mm-hmm. Or tires, like he wants people to be able to look at it and know it's coming from Shadow. And I think that's a really difficult thing to do. And like, they like Shadow exceeds at that every single time. And like, we had the pleasure of doing this traction Shadow collaboration. And and it's so
1: good. It's so good. I made it the other day and I was like, oh
0: my God. And like, dude, it was such a fun pro. Like, we've done a ton of collaborations and like they've all been very collaborative and very fun. Mm -hmm. But this one, for me, was my favorite because like just being so collaborative with. Um, Sam and everybody that I got Mm -hmm. to work with in the whole project. Like it was just cool. Like I'd get on the phone with Sam for like an hour and a half. And we'd just be like, how about this? How about this? And like really refined what it was. And like, it was cool then to go back and watch the videos, you know, of everybody involved with shadow talking about how much they care. And like, I was like, oh, that's why this was so seamless. And like, still Sam's texting me. He's like, how's it going? What else do we need to do? And like, it's just cool to like, Feel that from like another brand, and like just feel that passion coming. Yeah, and people. that's the thing.
1: Like with Ronnie, like I mean, like everyone that Ronnie's hired is like they're so they're so immersed into making the brands just so so badass. Like you know, you got Sa- you got Sam, you know, doing all like the you know just event or uh, project management mm-hmm. stuff or whatever, and social and all that stuff. Like making sure shit's running smoothly. Jason's doing artwork for Sabrosa. You know, Arno is doing our work for Shadow. And everyone is dialed at what they're doing. And, like, that's Ronnie seeking that out and seeing the talent and acknowledging it. That's cool. And making it to where those people, like, are pushing the brand more and more and more and more and more. And, like, you know, that's all deriving from Ronnie's, Ronnie's ideas and just pushing the limit as far as the brand goes and making it bigger and bigger and bigger and just trying to when I feel like keep people interested in it and you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially it's been like over 20 years. Dude, that's like, crazy. Which is crazy. I mean, crazy. I feel like
0: that's like a massive skill set in of itself though. Right. It's like finding the right people for the yeah. right jobs and like, I think that says something about you, too, mm-hmm. that he's incorporating you into Juvie Hall, right? Like, yeah. he knows that, like, you're the right person yeah. for that. He knows and, I'm like,
1: an anal OCD y- person, yeah. so he knows yeah. I'll fit, fit the but part. But, like, how sick yeah. is
0: that? Like, that's, like, one of the highest compliments you can get from yeah. somebody who is so decorated in what yeah. they've not done. Not as going to
1: hire someone just because, like, they're easy work and yeah. either not. You know, it's like he wants someone that's being able to contribute. Like He knows you're going to live he, and he breathe He told it. me, he was like, he's like, he's like I think you you have the ability of looking at this more and like caring about it more than most people would probably. And like, I, that's what I want. Like that's what I want for like the juvie stuff, like working there now, like I want to be able to bring 110% of myself to the table. That's so cool. And like, and I, I mean, that was one thing that I said like before I quit my old job, I was like, I want to go to a job where I can broadcast all of the skills that I'm capable of, not just what they want out of me. Like, I want to be able to bring everything to the table as far as, like, generating ideas, being a good salesman, like, figuring out good marketing tools, like, all these good things that, like, I feel like I've developed over the years as far as going to school and, like, working in an office environment, in a corporate environment. Like, I've acquired skills as I've gotten older, and being acknowledged for those skills is my most important thing as an employee, and Ronnie definitely, like, sees that, and I appreciate that of him. That's Cause so he definitely cool. sees that in every single person that he like hires and interacts with. Like he sees your skills and your strong suits and he's like, he's like, okay, like you're good at this. Like, like, like let, 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 bringing let, it yeah, out. Yeah. Of yeah you. Like let, yeah. Let, let, let's get a little bit like, like, like what do you think of this? Like yeah. he's, 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 he's never successful. like, he's never like, he's never like, Oh, well your opinion doesn't matter. Cause it's my brand ever. He's always like, so like, like what do you think of this? Like yeah. he wants the more feedback, the better. And like, it's awesome. Well, and it sounds
0: like most of the people around him he trusts at a high level, which just oh, yeah. makes that even more cool. And they've
1: mostly proven that that, that they, yeah, he can trust them.
0: Had, are a lot of the people who work for the brand people that have written for the brand?
1: Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, um, Jason, the artist for Sabrosa, he was, like, in uh, wake skating. Oh, okay. But, like, he, he you know, found Ronnie and all that stuff and found um, Ryan at Sabrosa and I mean, Arno, he, Ar- Ronnie and Arno have known each other f- forever. Um, and they've just, they just hit it off. You know what I mean? He, Arno lives in France. Yeah. He's, he's like the main artist for all, he did, he, he's the one he who did drew, the traction design. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then Sam, Sam's uh so dude, uh, Chadwick, Ryan Chadwick, that mm-hmm. used to film for Shadow. Um, he was good friends with Sam and Ronnie knew Sam through him. And Sam used to work in BMX too. And it's just like, I always view it as like if you know at least a little something about BMX, you know what I mean. That that never hurts. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. Like that always helps. Like understanding the industry in general. Like, but it's very rare that you find someone that like literally has nothing to do with BMX. That has no experience with it, working in it. Like, yeah. Because that's or a that's successful. a large learning curve. You got to learn a lot of shit. You got to learn about riders. You got to learn about past like um, companies and mm-hmm. stuff. So, but yeah. So he's he's the man, and um, I owe so much to ronnie like as far as like just everything i've had the opportunity to do as far as working with shadow and sabrosa and like yeah he's just he's the shit hell yeah that's so cool to hear man well
2: talking about your sponsors though at the beginning you mentioned you're sponsored by a jewelry company and you got some yeah
1: yeah some um how did that come by clocks and colors um they specialize in like sterling and sterling silver and all a bunch of other stuff um they're california based they do a lot of like uh motorcycle stuff or whatever but i literally just like i i bought like past couple years i've worn a lot of jewelry and i wore a lot of like vintage silver and stuff and uh i just found their company and i literally just like yo like i'm a freestyle bmx rider like you know i'd love to rep your shit like if you guys are down and they were just like down with it sent me like six hundred dollars worth of fucking jewelry damn just like off the rip and i was like word cool and then i think <laughs> i think they've sent me over like three grand in jewelry so far Dude, like over the past like year that's sick. and it's like well they're stoked at what sick. you're doing then yeah, yeah and like um i plug them in everything like mm-hmm. all yeah. my instagram posts like i always make sure i tag to rosa and clocks and colors just because like they that's stay sick. consistent like i could hit them up hit them up and be like yo I just lost like my favorite like ring like <laughs> Can get a new one, like yeah, sure. Actually, here's like here's enough money for two rings, and you're just like, oh fuck yeah, cool. that's so cool. I would love to be able to like work with them like more, but I mean they're in California, yeah. They're, yeah. they're more motorcycle based, but um,
0: yeah. yeah I yeah, wonder. Sure. I mean, is there any hope for you to do a collaboration with them? Is that something you? I don't know. I mean, they doing? they've I don't know. That would
1: be They've, sick, they've, they've dude. done collaborations with different like they've done collaborations with bands and stuff. Um, I mean I, I don't know. Yeah,
2: you never know unless you ask. Yeah, just I might. Just, out a good yeah, idea. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would love to see that. We've done,
1: like, uh, giveaways and stuff and, like, uh, discount codes and all that shit. Like, basic, for sure. basic. Sounds like you need a limited life.
3: edition Swamp Fest ring that only sells a Swamp Fest. Oh, Is dude. Is an, al- an alligator? Just An engine. <laughs> That'd be sick, dude. Like an SW. Dude. Brock, dude. Could you imagine? Or S- you uh, SF? You see one of them and SF, you're like, dude. you just know
0: that would be gangster know. yeah you should pitch them on that idea they'd probably be keen dude i would buy that <laughs> just that would
2: idea. be <laughs> sick. you gotta around. go down to swamp fest for it
1: though yeah. yeah god all right all right all right all
0: right <laughs> what's the what's the chances of having an alligator pit at swamp fest this coming year did you oh, guys have def- one this we, last we had night? one this year uh, me
1: and marcel dug out the alligator pit this year put a chain link fence around it people from uh, gatorland brought like a uh, an eight foot alligator out dude and that's and insane put it in the pond it was, dude, it was sick sucks that's gnarly some, that's some florida man shit, shit right there. the thing. people that florida brought shit. out the alligator like taped it up at night and like they like slept like slept there with the alligator so that no one would go and mess with the alligator oh, like just shit. to make yeah. sure it was like all right yeah some like, like drunk person <laughs> stumbles into the that's alligator a, like, cage we're like, we're like we're not gonna keep the alligator out here <laughs> yeah dang
0: that's wow. crazy
1: but it was sick people were like what the fuck like yeah. oh my god it's actually an alligator like people from like up north and like out west they were like uh, like, I remember, um, God, who was I talking about? I mean, even Corey, like, Corey was like, holy shit, that's, like, actually, like, a legit alligator, <laughs> like, just funny seeing, like, West Coast people being like, this is some crazy shit, yeah. like, losing their mind. Yeah, like,
0: this is every day for us. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we've been doing a lot of stuff with Gatorland Gator lately, and... Tra- I think Trey's, like, doing, like, a partnership with them or whatever. No we've been, like, going out there, like, they're putting us in the pits, like, with the alligators. And they're like, yeah, here's some chicken. Like, feed it. And they're, they're, no they're like, just Oh, like, my god!" It's sick, though. Next time you guys, if you guys ever come to Florida or whatever, we could do, like, a tour. Like, Dude, I would Ganyland, love that. We're, like, boys with the, the guy Danny that works there. And we'll do some cool stuff. Yeah, I think I'm sure. coming
0: down in October. So Do it. We I'm, should. Do it. I'm
2: going down for 4th of July weekend. Oh, shit. Yes. I, w- I wanted to just blow out this 4th of July because I'm English. <laughs> so, obviously, I've got a lot of respect back for <laughs> of July. And I was like where's the best place to go and I got an old homie that lives in Florida and she's like yeah you can crash on the couch I was do like it, fuck do yeah it. Game so on. I'm looking up where Tampa is to Orlando now. To... it's about two hours oh dude no, it's not it's
1: not that bad
0: there's actually a super dope coffee shop in Tampa called uh King State if you've ever next time you're in Tampa okay go to King State King it's sick State. it's the nice. guys that uh are in under oath
1: oh nice yeah it's yeah, super
0: cool I... but well uh yeah I guess we can start wrapping this up, and we can go ride some bikes at Boulder Skate Park. Let's do it, um, no, for sure. Anyone you'd like to give a shout out to?
1: I mean, shout out, shout out Ronnie, shout out Ryan, shout out Sam, shout out my brother, shout out Big Boy Marcel, my mom and dad, my girlfriend. You know, all, all, the, all the homies oh. back home, everyone.
0: Love it. Everyone's dude.
1: A, everyone's a part of it. Everyone makes it a dream.
0: Hell yeah, man. Do you have any uh, parting words that you'd like to leave the people with or anything you'd like to tell the kids coming up? Anything like that?
1: Don't take shit too seriously. Just you go. make it fun. I you like that. You know what I mean? Have goals. Go for them. I don't know. Hell yeah, man. No, I think that's <laughs> that killer true. advice. Like, that's, yeah. yeah, that's impactful shit, so. yeah oh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Where can people find you online if they're looking for you?
1: Uh, my Instagram is just at Jones. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm only on Instagram really, (laughs) try to keep it down to one.
0: And I guess lastly, do you have a timeline for your next video project?
1: Uh, like, like a physical timeline? Yeah. Uh, like, do you know when it's going to be dropping? Um, I'm going to try to have it done by this year. Cool. I'm going to try to have it done by the end of this year for sure. That's one thing that me and Sam were talking about trying to get done. And, uh, I got a couple of trips lined up too. And me and we're going to, I'm going to France for, uh, street station so um try to do some filming over there too and sick. get some
0: cool clips so. well i'm looking forward to watching that oh, and yeah uh, looking that's forward sick. to watching your guys's full part that you're working yeah. on as well that's gonna Stoked. be really sick so well uh thanks for sitting down with us man this was no super worries. fun i'm Absolutely. excited to uh, go get a session in now let's do it i yeah. done for all sure right. all right well thanks for listening guys and uh we'll see you for the next one keep being scared of normal <laughs>
1: later later